0: Okay, let's get started. Let's get started. Ah, Delicious. No tea tonight. Diet Mountain Dew. Ooh. It's probably no better for me than regular Mountain Dew, but I I tell myself it's better for
1: me. Mentally, it's better for you.
0: I just, I love it, dude. Like It tastes just like Mountain Dew, but better because it doesn't have that like pungent, sugary taste of a Mountain Dew, and I don't think it's as syrupy as a Mountain Dew, but- I should try. I should stop drinking soda altogether. But
1: Dude, I, the last time I drank Mountain Dew, yeah, was the Halo Three edition when Halo Three dropped.
0: Oh my! When was that? Was that 12, 2012? I think it was. What twenty ten? I've never played it. Well, I've played a Halo Two with my with my cousin before, but I've never owned a Xbox, so I've never
1: right. owned a I copy mean, of Halo. I, I've only had PlayStation, but my buddy was real big into Xbox and Halo. Definitely. And so we're a bunch of our mutual friends. So we had like a big LAN party. Definitely. Which for the kids at home. That's when you hook up all your systems through one cable. Oh yeah. The game over Wi-Fi.
0: Could you imagine if that had ha- if the pandemic had happened during those LAN days and we didn't have as like strong as broadband as we do now? Oh dude. Oh my god. You better
1: hope your game library is Act because
0: people would have been stressed I, you know what we could talk about that up top like we'll get into the episode proper but like we're gonna touch on that real quick anyway yeah. uh i was thinking about that at the beginning it's wild like i've had to, i've gone through my ig archive like my ig story archive to yeah. really really recapture what we experienced like all of 2020 like 2020 and to an extent like part of 2021 feels like a blur to, to me right now So, like, I was just thinking about all the shit that, like, it was so dire, like, those first few months. Like, we were all freaking out and shit like that. And I was just thinking, I was like, man, if this had happened in, like, 2011, when we were in – still like, I think I was in college. Were you in school in 2011?
1: I was out of college at that
0: point. Yeah, but just imagine, like, in our early 20s if this had happened. This would have been fucking catastrophic.
1: Oh, I've had the discussion with my fan, like, if this would have hit – And all my brothers were living under one roof. Oh gosh, we would have killed each other. It it would. It would have been a slaughter, or we all would have gone a wall crazy.
0: Yeah, and just think, man. Like your poor mother and your late dad. Like I was talking to my mom about this back when this all got started. Like, imagine if this had happened when we were like in the nineties like imagine like if we were kids when this was happening like I, my mother oh, yeah, was it, like yeah my mom was like i'm so glad this didn't happen in the 90s when technology wasn't as advanced and like you two would have had to stay home and she would have had to stay home and there's no way there's no way we could have done learning from home and there's no, no way my mother could have worked from home so what the fuck would we have done in the 90s yeah scary stuff scary stuff. it's
1: a scary thought to have man like as weird of a phrase as it is to say, yeah. we lucked out with it hitting at the time of technology that yeah. did.
0: Definitely. It's th- Things could have, I mean, shit. But then again, I don't know if we were as po- Man, we're getting way off topic. We haven't even started the episode. <laughs> but like, I, don't even, I don't know if we would have been, in, maybe it wouldn't have been as bad because the, we, I don't I'm not a student of history. I wouldn't call myself a student of history, but I I have brushed up and looked into history a little bit. I don't think the country was as politicized as it was back right. in the 90s. Right. So maybe the rollout and the like the dumbasses out there that are like anti-vax and like covid deniers and all that shit, maybe they wouldn't have been as big a problem because right. everybody would have kind of been marching to the same tune and shit like that we would all have been reading from the same song or seeing looking at the same songbook and shit so like maybe it wouldn't have been as bad but also logistically it would have been worse but who knows it's hard to say it's hard to speculate
1: it's one of those what if great questions that'll drive you crazy late into the night like i wonder and then you're 5 a.m yeah. like oh uh, yeah i think i ran through all the possibilities i got work in <laughs> an hour and a half <laughs>
0: i'm just glad i'm not I was, I'm, st- I'm not in school. I wasn't in school during all this. I'm a grown adult. And my, yeah. my my life was only mildly inconvenienced. And I don't have any children or pets. Or like, I didn't lose my job or anything like that. Because like, there are people with horror stories from the past like 18 oh, yeah. years that I'm like, I feel so bad for these people. And I kind of <laughs> just kind of did okay. Like I was, I mean, I, I, I lost money because I think I told you uh, I took a pay cut for like a year, which was not yeah. fun. But uh it was you know it was I was I, I I got by on like I got by so easily, like it was so I was talking to a friend about this lately recently, and I was just like, I was fine, like I was fine, I was built for this. I don't mind not talking to people for weeks, it doesn't right. bother me, so it, it was it was fine, it just sucked like I couldn't go out if I want to go to a movie or I wanted to go out to eat or I wanted to go like <laughs> You know, just go do something. Like, I go to a bar every Friday to go dance and shit like that. That wasn't there, and that sucked. But otherwise, I was fine. So. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes – Okay, let, let's get started proper. Let's get started proper. Transition. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. Yes, this podcast still exists. Yes, there ha- we have been on a hiatus, uh, an indefinite hiatus for like three months. The last episode was... <laughs> Last episode was August eighteenth. It was with my friend Nancy. That was episode ninety three. uh This is episode ninety four, and I am joined by my like I called him earlier day, the day one. My original guest, not only guest of episode one, but also the guest on the demo, which has yet to be released. I might release it down the line. Uh, I cringe. I haven't listened to it in years, so I'm kind of reticent because it's probably awful. But without any further ado, welcome back, Justin Hartwell, my brother, my man. What's going on tonight?
1: What's going on, buddy boy? You should definitely release that one as like your 100th episode. No, I, I, well, actually, I had a plan for years
0: on my 100th episode, but Uh I don't really know anymore. I, I, I I don't, I think I'm still going to do what I originally intended to do, but I don't know anymore. We'll see. Uh, All right. So before we now that we've gotten the preamble, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about LSU and the Saints very briefly because it's nothing but bad news. And then we're going to talk about a few movies. Uh, Time codes are in the description. Um, So if you want to skip around or just like, you know, whatever, get past all the stupid shit. We're going to talk about the heart of They fall. We're going to talk about Dune, or is it Dune? We're going to talk about Shang Chi, and then lastly, the main reason we're here is is the Eternals, which Justin and I both saw this weekend and we we liked. But you know, there's conversation to be had about it. Uh, so yeah, let's get started, dude. The hiatus, like it's so weird because like there's been a lot of this. Like the technically, this volume, the last volume started uh, May of twenty uh, May of of twenty twenty. Like this started, this has been going on over a year, like almost. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been going on, but it's been so delayed because not only is like, I feel like there's been a content shortage of just like fun shit to talk about,
1: but right. it's just
0: like there's been an abundance of just also awfulness that I'm just like, I don't yeah. I don't feel like talking about this. And like, I, I kind of, I, I'll be, I'll be honest, like I've done. When we, when I, we talked about this when, before the pod launched in like this first early years, like I had a set of things I wanted to do with this pod and I shit you not, I have done everything I've ever wanted with this pod. Like every, like I've been really thinking about this for a few months now. Like I have literally tackled, cause I have a list, I had a list of topics that I was like, I'm going to do this, this, and this eventually I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. I, I've done everything now there's some like off the wall stuff that I was like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool to do that? Like, but I never really expected to ever be able to do. And maybe that now's the time to fucking try and get it done. But yeah. honestly there there's nothing left. Like there's nothing left for me to do. Like I, I I'm going to keep doing it. Cause I made a promise to, to do it. And this is episode 94. So we have six more episodes after this, but honestly the the main reason there's been a hiatus is because I feel like there isn't anything fun or anything uh overwhelmingly uh yeah or just overwhelmingly convincing me to talk about it to to ask someone to take two hours out of their day for me to for us to talk about it for me to edit it for me to post it it's just like it's not a lot of work it's really not but it is work and I'm just like right it, it takes energy. And it's like, I don't, I don't do this. I'm not just going to put out an episode of just me farting around for like an hour, an hour and a half. Cause like, that's boring to me. I'm going to hate doing it. I'm going to feel like I'm wasting my guest time and I'm going to hate editing it. And I'm just not going to care about it. And it's like, I don't ever want to put out an episode. I think I've done that out of the 94, including this episode. I've maybe posted like one or two episodes that I was like this is a terrible episode but I got to put it out and I'm not a fan Lord. of it but it it's out there now but like even those episodes that I did it with I went in hoping they would be great like I was like hoping like oh no this is going to be great and they just didn't turn out great and I was just like damn this episode sucks but I put it out anyway cuz I was planning on putting it out so long sure. story short enough about my rambling and I'll give brownie points to any listener who can find those one or two episodes? Like, if someone comes up to me, is like, "Is this one of the episodes?" I'll tell you because I know the episodes. <laughs> I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but if you gave it to me, if you showed me the, the episode, one of the episodes, it was like, "Is it this episode?" and I like read through the description and like saw who the guest was, I could tell you, yeah, that's definitely one of the episodes that I'm like, I wish I could have that one back. Uh, right. So yeah, episode ninety four. First off, how have you been? How was your summer? I haven't talked to you since March on the pod. We talk every day on text right. messages. <laughs> You on episode uh ninety um so how you been how's your summer been?
1: Summer was good uh the job went really well now we're just transitioning into the winter, which for anyone who doesn't remember, I'm doing survey work now yeah uh, so it's a lot it's all outdoors uh work and for anyone who's listened before knows that I hate the cold, <laughs> so this is going to be a hell of a transition oh, um, man.
0: Send me text messages. I just want to, you don't have to say anything. Just send me a photo of just your face in the middle of your winter and just be like. Just miserable, sad and
1: upset. Just sad. Yeah, I, I can manage that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's been going good. We had uh, two of uh, the Saints here at Jack Brown's, for yeah. anyone who remembers ta- conversations about that. I can't remember if I talked about it here or not. Yeah. Um, But two of them got married last night. So oh. shout out to Zach and Kitty.
0: Dope. Um, Mazel Tov. It was
1: awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. They put all of like us, uh, Jack Brown degenerates, in like one corner of the venue, and it was like, you know, whenever something ridiculous would happen, we would all start cheering, and the whole rest <laughs> of the group, the family and extended friends are like, what "The hell are those people?
0: <laughs> <laughs> who invited them?
1: They, right. who,
0: who whose friends are those?" <laughs>
1: But uh, it, it was a lot of fun, and yeah. I surprisingly didn't get drunk because I stuffed my face to the point where I didn't physically have the room to drink anymore, which oh, was wow. shocking. Um, but no, it's been it's been good. Just transitioning into the the cold, I'm it, not looking forward to it.
0: Uh, we were spoiled over Fourth of July, I believe. We got to see each other, which doesn't happen very often um unfortunately you were there for uh less than desirable reasons but you were still home and i was home for a family yep. reunion and that was great because you got to like got to hang out with steven and rachel previous guests on the show Stephen and rachel and like it was man that was a blast i warned them i literally warned them i was like look me and justin don't see each other as much as we like to hell we see each other less like like a fraction of a fraction less than we want to in person so when, we, so when we see each other in person we called the scene on. because we give these, each other like <laughs> these big old bear hugs and like everybody around us looks at like, what the fuck is going on over there? And I was like, I'm just giving you a heads up. And then, boom, we walked in the bar and we like gave each other like the biggest bear hugs because we love each other and miss each other and shit like that.
1: Dude, the, the video of uh, <laughs> running into – of uh, meeting up at the – what the, the uh
0: It was a beer garden, right? That was like a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, it was ago. like
1: the beer garden. The bar you beer garden or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. the hell. Like that video is – yeah. yeah. Can I ask quality.
0: you, this wedding you went to
1: was there? No, she's uh, she was somewhere else for another wedding.
0: Yeah, that was so random that she shared something. You know what? I'm gonna bleep out her name because I don't know if she'd be cool with me mentioning it. I don't care. She probably wouldn't care, but I would just be. On the side. <laughs> uh, it, I saw her IG story. I saw you getting ready. I knew you were getting ready for the ready. Re- I knew you were getting ready for the for the wedding, and I saw you getting your suit and stuff like that. And then I saw her post something about getting ready for a wedding. I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to the same wedding. I'll get it. Right, because I
1: saw that too. I was like, Hmm. well, that's weird. So am I.
0: (laughs) Man, I'm bummed out, man. I haven't been to a wedding in years. I had two weddings this year, and both of them were uh, originally supposed to be uh, in person. One of them was going to be in Chicago, and the other was going to be in Dallas. But the other, they got moved to virtual. And I was like, it was lovely. It was a good time. I didn't have to dress up in a suit, which is always nice. There you uh, go. And I didn't have to travel. Uh, so that was nice. But um, yeah, it was it was a bummer because I would have loved to have been there. And I love weddings because I tell people all the yeah. time I come alive at weddings because like weddings are fun and I'm pretty uh pretty good on a dance floor I'm I, that's my humble <laughs> brag of the episode I'm pretty good at dancing um'
1: it's been known to cut a little rug back in the day <laughs>
0: every nobody nobody believes me every like I mean I, I you know I'm a white boy I, there I give no there's nothing in my like there's nothing in my life that would give off the, the give off the hint that I'm actually good at dancing uh and i'm actually not that good at dancing i'm just good for a white boy uh which is saying something the key is keep it simple stupid that's all you gotta do is just keep it simple don't do anything don't don't do anything flashy just there is a pattern
1: think you can do something when you because you saw it once or twice you you just stay in your box and you just roll with it
0: two-step is your friend that's all that matters two-step is your friend so yeah but yeah man how was the wedding it was otherwise lovely huh
1: oh yeah it was a small little uh venue for the wedding itself um one of the other saints is actually ordained yeah. so he actually officiated it for them. and then we went around downtown where they had the reception
0: nice
1: oh, excuse me went there for all that and then jack brown's actually closed
0: at oh, 9 30
1: on a saturday night oh shit and we had the after party there, and it was only wedding guests and notchers were allowed it.
0: Oh my god, dude, that's fucking balling right there.
1: Oh dude, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I had a blast. And dude, it's weird because like you and me flipped because I've had four weddings I've been to so far. Jesus, dude. Because Anthony got or Jessica got married.
0: Jessica. Oh, yeah. I won't say her last name because <laughs> like I don't yeah, I don't is, know who's cool with what.
1: And then Anthony got married. Yeah. And then uh, my buddies, uh, John and Eddie, got married. Jesus. And then Zach and Kitty got married. And then I was supposed to be going to New Orleans next weekend for Sarah's wedding. But I didn't buy my plane tickets in time. And now they're like
0: $800. Yeah. uh, For a weekend. Yeah, I just bought my mother for my birthday gift this year. I'm actually um celebrating. I'm going home in January for my birthday. Nice. Yeah, it was it was a thing. Uh I haven't celebrated my birthday at home in
1: cuz your birthday is what mid January?
0: January 19th. Yes, yeah, sure. Uh it, uh I didn't I haven't celebrated my birthday back home since I left. And uh so it's been f- it'll be 6 years. Uh it'll be almost 6 years. So I was just like I I want to I, I just want to go and hang out cuz like I like so pre-pandemic I had a bunch of friends and family come to Austin to celebrate with me, which was like the last fun thing that happened in my life before the world hotel. Right. And so like, I was so excited about it. And my point is there were people that I wish could have gone, but couldn't. Uh, Cause you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's got a plane ticket, a hotel stay for like a three day. It gets expensive. And it's like, look, right. uh, that's like it's a few hundred dollars depending on how many people. And I was like, that's a lot to ask for people. But, the, but I was so I was so grateful that some people did were willing to do that for me, and it was it meant the world to me. Uh, so this year I'm like, okay, let me go home and celebrate with some people that I haven't seen and hung out with in a while. Like, But it will be. <laughs> I'm literally going home in a few weeks, and then I'll be going home next month for Christmas, and then I'll be so, back.
1: Hey, I'm going to be in New Orleans for Christmas too. Oh, yeah, we're going to get the party again. Uh,
0: that's awesome. Awesome, man. That's fucking great. I did not know
1: that. Um, yeah, the, I found out that they're giving us two days off around or two days off before Christmas is on a Saturday this year, yep,
0: right? it's a Saturday.
1: So I think what they're doing is the days around Christmas weekend we're getting off.
0: Yeah, like the 24th and the 27th, I think, yeah.
1: Right, and then they're getting us the two days prior to New Year's Eve off.
0: So yeah, that I think that means that if yeah, if Christmas is on a Saturday, New Year's Eve is a Friday. So that would be uh, yeah, it'd be like thirtieth and twentieth or something like that. Right. So it's like two
1: days off in that week, and I just said I'm going to take my PTO. Yeah, fuck it, and just go down for the week or so. Yeah, And actually spend Christmas because I don't have family around here now. So yeah, immediately my mom was like, hey, guess what? You're coming home for Christmas. We're going to start looking at flats. <laughs> That's what's like, up.
0: We do our gifts on Christmas Eve night. Do y'all do y'all's Christmas Eve night or Christmas morning?
1: As far as I know, it's been Christmas morning.
0: Yeah. Can I tell you the reason we switched? <laughs> we, switched we switched when we were kids because for a few years there, like Christmas morning, my brother and I would wake up super early, like super early, like six o'clock, right. seven o'clock in the morning, knocking, knocking on my mom's bedroom Let's door. Go. <laughs> when, when are we opening gifts? And she's like, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. I am sleeping in. So she decided, like a few years of that shit, she was like, we're we're not doing this anymore. And she was like, we're doing, we're opening gifts on Christmas Eve, so that way y'all, everyone could sleep in, everybody could sleep the fuck in. And she's like, I don't have to worry about this. Uh, I guess I should give a warning in case anyone any – ch- no, no children are listening to this. Fuck this. There's no such thing as Santa Claus. There's no such <laughs> thing as Santa Claus. If you're a child listening to this pod, you deserve this or your parents deserve this, whatever.
1: There you
0: go. <laughs> so speaking of childhood, man, this is episode 94. It got me thinking, what was a young Justin Hartwell like in 1994? I guess we were in pre-K, right? Were you you were in New Orleans then or had you all moved on? Uh, yeah, I was, I was still in
1: New Orleans, four years old, Christ the King probably.
0: Yeah, CTK no longer there, man.
1: Yeah, I, I saw it last time I was down this. Like, it
0: was man. a sad day. I, me and my brother texted uh, each was,
1: other. Yeah, that was, that was a thing that happened. But uh, yeah, four years old, it was either CTK or uh, what was the preschool down uh, around the corner from the Belcher's Highway?
0: Uh, you got me, man. I'm not, uh, I don't, I went to pre-K at George Cox. Uh, yeah. I
1: have like a very vivid memory of like two or three things that happened there. Mm -hmm. And I think I know where it was, but I don't know. (laughs) What's funny is it's
0: for anyone not aware, like before me and Justin became friends when we were 13 or 14, Justin went to the same elementary school I did but left before I got there. So we literally went to the same school, but we like get different times. Just
1: miss each other. Just
0: miss each other. It was fucking wild. And I remember Philip Gorino mentioned you, mentioned Justin. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And he's like, oh yeah, he's this dude that used to go here. And then I eventually met you in 2003, 2004. We still get yet to nail it down exactly. But uh, yeah, but yeah that is was something. We've been over this. We don't, neither one of us know. We don't remember. It was either the summer before eighth grade or the summer before freshman year.
1: I want to say before freshman year.
0: I think it was then as well. But we talked about this on a previous episode. (laughs) We literally were like, or maybe it was the summer before eighth grade. Because, like, weren't we talking to each other on AIM in eighth grade and shit like that? And I was like, ah, I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay, well, then let's definitively put it out there on the record. Maybe. Summer 2004 is when we became friends. I think I still part of me think it was summer 2003, but I let's let's just fucking go with it and say summer 2004 before freshman year, and then we can be like, because we met at that CYO function, and then we like became instant buddies, and, and it, then was, it just just it was love at first sight, folks. And then um right. and then be like, jealous. before there was <laughs> before there was a Facebook or a MySpace or a Friendster, there was Aim. And literally, Justin and I talked all the time on AIM, and that's how we kept this long-distance relationship going. (laughs) But yeah, 94, man. What was that like? Four-year-old Justin, you remember any time from there or what?
1: Um, (laughs) It's a long time ago. Pogs. Pogs. I remember Pogs. Fucking Power Rangers, Uh, man. Power Rangers. Ninja Turtles. uh, Beetle
0: Force. Oh, Beetle Force. Uh, What was it? Oh, dude, do you remember, speaking of Power Rangers and Beetle Force. It was uh, oh god, V V no, there was VR troopers. I remember VR troopers as well. But what was the superhuman cyber what oh god now I gotta look this up. I gotta look this up. Uh, okay, go ahead, keep talking. Fill the space, fill the dead air.
1: Um, what else? Because that was before tsunami and everything, because Tsunami and everything didn't hit yeah. that was pre-Yu-Gi Oh and Pokemon.
0: That was like ninety nine, two thousands when Tsunami.
1: Right. Came so on the show. That was Power Rangers. That was Beetle Fours, Pogs, yeah. um, Super Nintendo, the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt combo.
0: Yeah, NES man, Nintendo Entertainment System.
1: Okay, um, I
0: got it. Okay, so kids, youths listening who are in their early to late twenties, hopefully, maybe eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-olds, whoever the hell. There was a show, much like Power Rangers and your Beetle Force and your VR Troopers and your whatevers and your whoevers. There was a show uh, on television that ran from September 94 to April 95. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad.
1: Oh, whoa.
0: Yeah. Did you look it up on your phone? Do you have your phone handy? Do you have your phone handy? I'll send you a picture of it. And I'll be like, this was a real thing. And oh man was it this was a thing because one of the lawrence brothers was in it and i loved this show and it was fucking ridiculous (laughs) and i fucking love all those shows were oh god those japanese basically what they did was they took japanese shows and like cut it edited up and shot like american actors so like when the like when the characters are not in their like outfits that's right. the scenes they showed. They did that with Power Rangers and shit, and that is what this was as well. Okay, I'm sending you this photo. And tell me if you remember this, because I thought that the, these were, like, the coolest action figures ever. Okay, I sent it to you. All
1: right, I'm excited. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Cause that Because that phrase and that yeah. title is like, oh, I remember on. there that, was that's...
0: a friend, one of our friends, one of me and my brother's friends, older brother. He hated me because I kept saying it wrong. I kept saying, uh, like, I just kept saying it wrong because it is a mouthful. It's superhuman samurai cyber squad. And I kept saying it wrong. And he was like, I swear to God, if you say that wrong one more time, you're gonna kick <laughs> it's not a healthy, not a healthy relationship. Uh, but yeah, 94, John. Yeah, man, I was living in Harvey. I was living um. I grew up in Harvey, Louisiana. It's a suburb of New Orleans. Uh, George Cox. And then I went to eventually went to Woodland West, which was a public school. But then eventually I went to Christ the King like me and Justin just talked about. And then, um, but yeah, man, 94, fucking 27 years ago, if you believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, you see that photo did you remember it do you recall that at all
1: yes I, I remember the logo i don't think i watched this show but i've definitely seen that logo before.
0: yeah I, I loved it it was so fucking batshit crazy i might try and find it online to watch an episode just to be like get in touch with my inner childhood right. uh, speaking of lifelong fandoms since we were children let's talk about lsu first man did you watch the lsu game yep. or, were you the, uh, or were you at the wedding
1: that was at the wedding. I oh, saw man. some of the Tulane game, but I missed the LSU game. But I heard it was – I heard it was a battle.
0: Well, we were 28-point 20 po- underdogs. So, for right. anyone not aware, the Vegas said that, like, we would lose by 28 points. But we did not. It was actually a much closer game. We lost 20 to – 20 to 14, I believe. Uh, we gave Alabama, like, one of the uh, – they they Alabama, who is the number two ranked team as it stands – They have already lost to Texas A&M, and they had a scare against Florida, I believe. Uh, Mm. But we fought them close. Like, we kept it to six points, and we had a shot. We literally, in the last, we had a shot. But just subpar quarterback play just fucking killed us. And it was, you know, it's a weird year. Coach O has already been told he's not going to be renewed, so he's a lame duck. And it's been an underwhelming couple of years since the championship. And it was disappointing. We were so close. But, like, it's very hard to, like – I guess all we have to settle for is, like, moral victories. But it still sucks. Like, it still sucks to lose Alabama. We were so close. Like, we could have had it. Like, we had it. Right. If if a few passes had gone their way and a ball, a few balls had been caught, dude, we could have upset Alabama, which would have been glorious. But it didn't (laughs) happen. Um, Well, it's a shame. You – we're probably having a much better time than I was. I was expecting to turn the game off at like halftime. Cause again, 28 point underdogs. So I was expecting right. us to get blown out and turn it off and go watch something else. Like go watch the harder they fall. But the game was actually close and I emotional. I checked out of that game. Like I was like leading up to it. I was like, checked out. I was like, Oh, we're going to get our asses kicked. But once we actually started playing well and our defense was holding Alabama, like within reach, I was like, oh, man, do I care about this game right now? Wait, is this, is this happening? <laughs> uh, dude, I kept saying, I was like, oh, my God, is this about to fucking happen? And then it didn't, and I was mad. But I wasn't nearly as mad as today's game. <sighs> against the fucking Falcons.
1: I mean, the, big, the biggest issue about today was just, like, nobody could catch for whatever seven, reason. If
0: I correct, correct me if I'm wrong, seven dropped passes. Seven and they dropped were like, passes. And they were good throws yeah it was not like trevor simeon just throwing it like fuck all everywhere and the receivers like tried to get up but couldn't get it it was like no you should have caught that ball like at least like five or six of those seven drop passes should have been caught but they weren't. oh
1: yeah like literally right in the hands or in the arms of the receiver and just could not bring it in it's like but and then we, the defense yeah. was playing way soft in the backfield
0: dude their secondary i was having flashbacks to saints secondaries of old like just like they could get like for a while there fucking matt Matty ice was carving our our secondary up like Lattimore wasn't having a good game this this rookie Ade, adebo adebo yeah paulson Ade, yep. adebo i know it's adebo i'm sorry paulson adebo was having a rough time which we'll talk about him in a second like everybody, Marcus Williams, C.J., uh, C.D. Do, C.J. Gardner, Johnson went out because he had – he hurt his foot, and it's just like, god damn, this fucking sucks. But we almost – almost came almost back. Almost with it. Almost. It was down – we were down like what, 20 to 6 or some shit like that, and we – 20 to came, 3, 20 to 6, something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, we were down – or 24 to 6 or some shit, and we came back. We took the lead. 27 to 20 or no 25 to 24. Yeah, that's what it was. It was six to yep. it was 24 to six. We came back and it was 25 to 24. We had a one point lead and we missed a couple of terrible two point conversion attempts. Just not well drawn up plays. And then unfortunately, Maddie Ice connected with uh, uh, Patterson. Uh, uh poor uh Adibo, Paul, Debo, the rookie got torched for 60 64 yard pass, got him in field goal range. Young ho Young Hui Koo. It's not Young Ho, it's Young Hui Koo, their kicker got the field goal, and that was all she wrote. And I wouldn't be upset about it because I've checked out of this season, like whatever happens, happens. I don't care. Like, I, I want us to win, but if we don't, I'm not gonna get uh, I'm not gonna break them, not gonna be upset about it. It's not gonna let it ruin right. a week like it would in the past.
1: But why did it have to be against the Falcons? Like the Falcons of all like and after last week. Yeah, against the Bucs, the the defending champions. What the against the Bucs? We like if we had the same output last today like we did last week, yeah, it would have been a totally different game.
0: Dog, it's so it's so frustrating. Like (laughs) it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And, but that's this team, man. Like I was telling people when we had the giants game, when we lost the giants, like I told everybody, anytime the saints are supposed to win a game, we should have won this game because the the Falcons are not good or they've been wildly inconsistent. And I mean, the saints have been inconsistent as well, but after the strong win that we had this past weekend against the, against the Bucks, people really were like trying to like buy stock in us and shit. So we were really riding high any time the saints should win a game anytime everybody thinks the saints are going to win bet your life savings we're going to lose bet it. it just like whatever money you can find whatever money you can collect pool your money whatever bet that the saints are going to lose take the money line we are going to lose that game and the giants game was that exact example for me this year and i was like i wouldn't say that we should have won this game cuz it's a rivalry game which sucks cuz we cuz both of our teams lost to their rivals uh Alabama LSU's de facto rival yeah. and then the evilest team on the planet, the Atlanta Falcons are the Saints. There's no, there's nobody else. There's nobody else that I think I well, I can speak for myself. There is no pro team I hate more than there's no team on the planet I hate more than the Falcons. I absolutely fucking hate that team. I wish they would go 0 and 17 every year. Anytime they lose is a good day. Fuck the Falcons forever. I hate that team. I want them to die. I want them. Okay, I take that back. I don't want anybody getting it. I never <laughs> Like, when I start talking about the Falcons, people are like, oh, man, you must really hate the players. I was like, I don't hate the players. Well, no, if, they just leave, the- if they leave, if they go play for another team, I'll be like, yeah, that's cool. Like, if Matt Ryan left the Falcons, I'd be like, good for you, Matt Ryan. I hope you won a Super Bowl. But as long as you wear a Falcons jersey, as long as you root for the Falcons, I wish nothing but bad things for you. As long as you don't get hurt. Yeah. I don't want anyone getting hurt. So
1: <laughs> I want your life to be filled with all the inconveniences. Possible.
0: What that what's That line from Player Haters Ball on um, Chappelle? He's like, "I want all the bad things in the world to happen to you and only you." It's it's <laughs> it's the truth, man. I hate that team, and it's just the fact that like, we were so close, dude. Like, just again, it was a lot like the LSU game. Like one or two of those passes, if Devo doesn't give it up, like he's a rookie. I I really, really don't want to be
1: mad at a rookie. Right. But come on, bro. The. F- Fuck, man. Do it another weekend, not against the Falcons. Not against the –
0: because it would have been so epic if we had come yeah. back because the Falcons would have blown, like, a 16-point lead or an 18-point lead in like, in, like, a quarter. And true Falcons like a half, fashion. Yeah, like, they would have totally Falcon. But it is what it is. We play Tennessee this weekend. Um, again, this is this is a – can we get to 500? Maybe back to our way into a wild card game. But, again, it's, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. The season it's, doesn't matter. It's a toss. Yeah, it's whatever. It's a wash. Yep. So, so that's us briefly touching on the Saints and the
1: Falcons. Did you have anything to add? No, just, just – it, uh, it's, it's weekend by weekend, man. It's game by game. It's such a bummer. But we, – We had our good years and we're just – Hopefully we'll
0: get back to it eventually. Because, yep. I mean, we've had serious injuries like – we Left and Right. Michael Thomas fucking now Jameis like it's just like just as we were getting just as we were getting comfortable with Jameis and I think Jameis was getting comfortable with the team like as a starter like yeah tears his ACL and his MCL and it's just like fuck bro and then Michael Thomas is like but Simeon is looking good yeah I mean he looks okay I mean I don't think he was ever I don't think the the the, I don't ever think like the read on him was that he was like fuck awful like he wasn't Nathan Peterman uh, or anything like that but like he was just like a mediocre ass quarterback and he is a mediocre ass quarterback, but our defense is so good right now, or at least they were until this game. Like our defense is so good and our offensive weapons are so good. Like you can plug in a mediocre quarterback and we can run.
1: If people can catch the ball.
0: (laughs) Although (laughs) although they were fucking up for most of that game, but Callaway had a big catch. Kenny Stills had a big catch at the end of that game. Who am I forgetting? Traquan had a big catch at the end of the game. Troutman had a big catch at the end of the game. All the people that had those egregious drops throughout the game did eventually, when we made our comeback, did have, like, semi-redeemable catches. But, ultimately, shit, we shapped You you know
1: Peyton is grilling them right now. Dude, I bet he's fucking... But then
0: again, like, I think that those two-point conversions, those failed two-point conversions were on him because I think they were terrible, terrible plays. But, like... (laughs) It is what it is. It
1: is what it is, man.
0: It is what it is. As long as, as long as the Falcons don't win a Super Bowl this year, it's all right. The world will keep yep. spinning. We're good. Okay, so we've touched on the Saints. That's fresh. So we're we're we're, we're taking it out of us. We're puring our purifying our system, <laughs> tossing it in the bin, and we're moving on. Uh, so let's talk about something we both enjoyed. I watched this last night after the LSU game that we lost, but it was late. But I was like, oh, this movie's like two hours. I could kill this real quick. So both of us watch The Heart of They Fall, which is the new film on Netflix starring Regina King, Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors, who was in Lovecraft Country, and he was – spoiler alert – Kang. Uh, well, I guess he wasn't yep. Kang. He was a version of – it doesn't matter. He was also in uh, Loki. Loki. Uh, you had Lakeith Stanfield. You had uh, Delroy Lindo in it as well. Who am I forgetting? Oh, Zazie Beetz was also in it so it had a pretty stacked cast i mean i saw the trailers for this a while ago i'm sure you did as well and we we're like oh fuck yeah i'm gonna watch that shit um, oh yeah and you're the one who texted me early like dude it was pretty dope
1: i was like okay
0: let me let me get on that yeah i getting- was uh yeah
1: i woke up early enough that i was able to like get ready get everything lined up for the day and then i found out that the wedding was happening you know five minutes around the corner yeah instead of 30 minutes to an hour away like it usually is <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, fun fact, everybody. I've been to Charlottesville a few times. Everything's like a 20-minute drive there.
1: Yeah, so for it to be five minutes, away, like, well, oh, I'm <laughs> ready, and I have like four hours to kill, so... That's what's up. So, uh, yeah, I popped it on, and it was pretty damn solid. I really enjoyed it. The I'm, ending was... Yeah. Uh, I,
0: I enjoyed it, and I'll kind of... I think I'm going to give off the same vibes as I'll give... I think I'm going to give the same vibes off on this film as i will when we talk about eternals i enjoyed it but i also had some i I had some issues with it but like it wasn't enough to be like what this movie's terrible it was more of a like huh okay all right yeah sure cool uh but i enjoyed it i thought it was a lot of fun um it felt like the 2012 remake of great gatsby so like a boz lerman it kind of felt similar like if like Baz Luhrmann had toned it down a bit and made it a made a western, like that's what it felt like. It felt very stylized, very music inspired. Uh, oh yeah, really quippy dialogue to a to a fault, in my opinion. But what did you think? What did you love about it?
1: I didn't think it was too quippy. Mm-hmm. I think like everyone stayed in their like respective lane as like their character type in okay. the film. Yeah. Um. I like that they didn't give cuz like in the trailer it almost seemed like uh Aegis Elba was almost like not superhuman but like yeah. you know and I'm glad they kept it as like a total mortal film.
0: Yeah, kind of a grounded like there nothing, grounded film, yeah.
1: Right, very grounded. There's nothing supernatural, there's nothing uh extraordinary or anything. Yeah. Um I do like some of like the sudden, like some of the suddenness in it Whereas, like, yeah. oh, well, what the fuck? Like,
0: yeah, there, there's, a, there's a scene with a quick draw between two characters that's been right. built up the entire movie and then it's finally set up and then it's just like, bang. And it's just like, whoa, sorry. Whoa, what the fuck? That kind of threw me, too. I, I did enjoy that as well. Like it kept you on your toes. Like it was like, oh, shit, anything could happen right
1: now right mm-hmm. and of course I'll, the casting was great
0: oh yeah the cast was probably the best i think the cast was probably the best part they spent a lot of money um just a little film history for any film nerds or people not in the in the know uh, there was a period of time in the mid 20th century to like the mid to late 20th century like the 50s 60s and 70s where there were it was the period of the westerns like westerns were getting spat out like hotcakes and the reason yep. is the reason is you can reuse a lot of the same sets for different Westerns. You could just like slap a coat of paint. And especially if it's in black and white, people won't pay, won't notice or shit like that. So Westerns production wise were relatively inexpensive. Uh, but so that meant, so that meant that, uh, that meant that uh, you could spend a lot on other things like the cast, like a big name. So that's, I think that's kind of like, it's, it's kind of leaning into that tradition where they were like, you know, uh, it's really ch- it's it's cheaper to like all they got to do is go out to location. And back in the day when Westerns were in their heyday, there were like designated sets like studios own sets and production studios, like production areas where you could like just go. They're like, oh, Arizona. Oh, fucking Utah or whatever. Or like Western or Eastern California right. and shit like that. So the, 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 the resources were there. Anyway, all that to say that, like, it's really leaning into that, like they feel like they spent a lot of money on the cast. And the music, the music supervising, like they spent a lot of money on that
1: shit. I can tell you. Oh yeah, fact, yeah. No, the 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 music in there
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, and it was yeah, well yeah. It was
0: it was the the director. Fuck, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. The director was a is a pretty well known music video director, and this is his first like. Uh, directorial debut like feature film and it was co-produced yeah and it was co-produced by uh jay-z that was another big thing that like jay-z uh... they didn't say jay-z they put sean carter in the credits so that's probably well, yeah probably, yeah so uh but yeah um anything else you want to add
1: no if you haven't seen it go check it out It's it is a quality watch yeah i i just it's not amazing it's not like blow your mind yeah crazy. it's not
0: amazing it's but it's fun
1: but it's a fun watch it is a fun good watch
0: yeah i was just gonna add that like because i can't i can't ever just enjoy a film there were just some like it was a little too quippy for me it felt like everybody I, i disagree with you i felt like everybody there was some moments where it felt like everybody was trying to be the funny guy like every movie there's a comedic relief and it's like usually there's one character who's the comedic relief but it felt like at other times it was like everybody was trying to be the funny guy and it kind of rubbed me in the wrong way at points. Uh, I think it was a little too overly, it, it relied more on style than substance at some points. Uh, again, I, I know this is nitpicks, but it's just generally how I felt about it. And like, it was fun and, but it did feel like the director's first time directing a movie and leaning more into stylized things that looked cool instead of like, uh, okay. Uh, it was good. Uh, I felt like, this is this is so bullshit of me. I re- I'm almost has I'm almost reluctant to say it, but like it was a little too crisp and clean. Like a lot of the set design and the production. Like I was like, wow, these people look a little too clean and polished to be living in the old west. But again, it was just like, <laughs> Man, you shit like nitpicking. You are
1: nitpicking,
0: dude. It was nitpicky shit like that. But it really like when you see. I sound like a film. I, I tr- I'm not trying to sound like a snobbish film nerd, but when you watch a lot of films like I do, and you watch a lot of films. And I don't watch nearly as many films as I used to in college, but like it, you start to notice a lot of these things and not that they like take you out of it, but you do notice these things and it kind of shapes your view of the film. Again, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a fun two hours, but there were a bunch of, there was like a bunch of little things that I was just like, okay, yeah, sure. That's that's fine. Um, Okay, cool, whatever. But like I said, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, It did feel, you know, campy at points but it was fun it was fun and some characters felt underused and some characters i was like hmm, okay all right yeah, yeah all right let's let's go with that but i did have fun with it and i did i mean i love idris elba idris elba was like one of my favorite actors on the planet even when he's playing oh, yeah. a bad guy the second like,
1: you like, see him in a film it's like yep i'm gonna go see it
0: yeah man like
1: it pff, whatever like it pff,
0: anytime and, it, idris elba <laughs> could do like idris elba could play barney the dinosaur and i'd be like well they fucking i gotta see this shit I oh, oh, fucking, oh no,
1: absolutely <laughs> oh yeah
0: like i'm not even talking about like painting idris elba purple i'm talking about like barney the dinosaur but idris elba going to be the guy in the suit so you won't even really see idris elba you'll maybe hear his barney voice but i was like all i right I'm in. let's let's go <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, but it's really weird. Like you never see his face. You just kind of hear his weird Barney voice. I was like, yeah, but it's Idris Elba. I don't care. I'm going to see yeah. that. Uh, cool. Sign me up. Sign me up. I left one off the list. I guess we can touch about it a little bit, but let's move on to the next few films before we get to Eternals. Uh let's talk about Suicide Squad real quick. Just a real quick touch on that uh i really loved suicide squad i thought it was i thought it was like a nine out of ten and we talked about this oh, I, I was just, I wanted way to it a, better
1: than the original oh which, yeah definitely that's a very low bar to clear no oh, yeah absolutely
0: but i had so much fun with that and i wanted to give it a 10 out of 10 but i gave it a nine out of 10 and we talked about this for various reasons for the main one being i don't think it really did anything new or innovative but i still really enjoyed it and i felt like everything fit and everything worked in that movie and i loved that movie and so what did you think what did you how did you feel about uh, suicide squad
1: the ca- again going back to casting is one thing that i always love is like the casting was on point They did everyone seemed to like get along really well and it just mm-hmm. everyone just um Mashed. meshed meshed there, there's a word i'm looking for but i can't remember it right now but uh it was cohesive and everyone just like collaborated really well Um, and
0: it was our guy james gunn he when he got fired from making guardians 3 but then eventually rehired so he got fired and dc was like james gunn is free ring 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 hey james gunn come over to dc and you can make whatever film you want he was like all right i'll (laughs) make a suicide yeah (laughs) he's like fuck yeah i want to make a suicide squad film and that film was awesome um I loved it. I thought it was, I I need to rewatch it again. It's on, I think it's on HBO Max now.
1: I think it's still on HBO.
0: I know it just came out on Blu-ray. Maybe I should buy it. Mm. Hmm. Mm. But I loved it. I loved, (laughs) I loved, I, I, man, look, that's the thing. Like I watched Birds of Prey and that film didn't get the love it deserved, but like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, like, Oh, perfect casting. Yeah, dude. Like it's up there with like your Hugh Jackman's and your Robert Downey's. And yep. you know your Chris Evans eventually came around to like like just perfect casting, like just the perfect actor for the role. And just speaking of interest, Ellen man, I thought he was great. Daniela Melchior, Mel, I hope I say that right. Uh, she was rat catcher. Dave Dismalchian yep. as fucking polka dot man and fucking King Shark, voiced by uh, uh, voiced by uh Stallone. No, it was still Stallone. Stallone. Yeah, Stallone. Yeah. And then dude, we got, when yeah, we, I saw
1: that in it, yeah. I was like. There it is. That, that's what I'm looking for. Perfect. Yeah, man.
0: That's, what th- that's what I love about James Gunn. Like, like when he does superhero movies and he's done, I mean, he's only done three and he's working on the third uh, volume three and he's doing the Christmas special. He just like, he's such like a new, he's, he's such a stickler for like these little things and just like these offbeat things. And he just, you can tell, like, it seems random, but he's given it a lot of thought and he's like, no, this will work. And it usually works. And that's the thing. Like, I think that movie just worked. And you and I both, when that film came out, because I think we did a pot on it, not much, if anything, in that original Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad film worked at all. And this felt like it worked from start to finish for me. Right. Yeah.
1: And It, it, it had yeah. a style to it. It wrote it. It didn't like... It was
0: funny. It was emotional. It was everything. man.
1: Yep. Quality movie.
0: Yeah. Quality. And then we got we got John Cena as Peacemaker. And then we got his own TV show coming out next year in January. So doing something right dude john cena he is incredibly talented like he's like how how can you be Like i don't think john cena is like the most handsome man on the planet but i think that like conventionally he's handsome i'm like it's not fair that like there are guys walking these streets that are like <laughs> built like a brick shit house, handsome men but also funny and like down to earth and like really good natured guys i'm like you don't get to have looks and personality. That's just not fucking fair for the rest of yes. us. <laughs> like us plebeians here. Yeah, I know. We're doing our best here. Picking
1: up the table scraps. Yeah, like Chris Hemsworth the same
0: way. I'm like, look, I love you, Chris. I think you are like the most handsome man on the planet. And I say that as a straight man. But like, it's not fair that you get to be that handsome and you're like hilarious and you're a great family man. It's just not fucking fair, man. Why? Right. Right come on man you're making the rest of us look bad man come on <laughs> okay well let's move on to the next one let's move on to shang chi uh we both saw that a few months ago i think that came out in what september that came out in september right yeah September. Right. yeah uh we didn't do a pod on that normally back in the day we used to do a pod on like every time a marvel movie came out but we didn't do it because again i didn't feel like i, I wasn't I, I didn't feel this overwhelming drive to do it because i was like it was really good. I think both of us enjoyed it. Um, I'll let you speak on how you felt about it. Um, it's coming to Disney Plus on Disney Plus Day, which is a new thing. It's coming out for free on Disney Plus. I mean, if you have a subscription, it's not free, but That's, whatever.
1: What twenty second?
0: That's uh, the the twelfth. It's the twelfth, so it's coming up. Um, oh shit! Okay, yeah, I know. Next Friday or next Sunday. Um, it's it's good, but I didn't. I felt like it was. Up there with your Black Panthers, your Doctor Stranges, your like origin movies, your Ant Man's to an extent. Like it was, it was good. It was fucking like the third act of that movie was fucking wild. Uh, and uh, but I didn't think that it was like, oh man, me and Hartwell got to talk about this movie on the pod. But like it was just like, yeah, another good Marvel movie. I was like, okay, cool. That's that's awesome. Can't wait to see what these characters get into in the next like whatever films or like the next Avengers film if they're gonna have Avengers films. But so what did you think, man? Looking back, how'd you feel about Shang Chi? I keep wanting to say Shang Chi. It's Shang Chi.
1: Uh, I thought it was really badass. The choreography mm-hmm. was fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the storyline was cool because I never knew. Like, I've always heard of and seen snippets of Song Chi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like in my readings and everything, but I never really dove into the character.
0: Yeah. He's not. So like – that was. Yeah, he's not, like, you and I are kind of knowledgeable about these sorts of things, and we're going to talk about this in The Eternals. Shang-Chi is like, like, Thor and Captain America and Iron Man, they're A-list now, but back in the day, they were B-list. Like, back in the day, Shang-Chi was, like, D-list. He like, not- was, like, he was not that big a deal. Like, nobody was, like, no, okay, I guess there was. there's fans of everybody. There's, there's fans for every book there has ever been, but there there was nobody clamoring for the... When are we gonna get the Shang-Chi movie? Or when are we gonna get the Shang-Chi TV show? It was just like that was oh, wow. one of the guys. Like it wasn't no, it wasn't like that.
1: But no, I, I thought it was good. The the third act was a wild ride.
0: Yeah, dude. Spoiler um, alert. Fucking dragon fight.
1: Right. Um, I like how they cleaned up the Mandarin.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um <laughs> oh again, gosh. spoilers for uh Song-Chi, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, I like how they made the dad not, like, a wholly bad guy. Yeah,
0: they made him sympathetic and shit.
1: Like, sympathetic and, like, he's doing it for, what he's doing is for a good reason, but he's not listening to reason, so it's a bad thing that he's doing. Yeah. So... You feel for the guy, and it's not inherently like, "Oh, I'm the bad guy; got to take over the world." It's, you know, you feel for him. It's like
0: he's trying to get—he's like trying to get his wife back. Like, basically, again, spoiler alert for the man Mandal- for the—I Ma- almost said Mandalorian. Mandalorian <laughs> for Shang Chi. Uh, skip ahead. Like, I'll put a spoiler. I'll, I'll put in the notes the time description of when the spoiler start for Shang Chi when I'm doing the edit. Uh, but basically, like, you know. He was a crime boss that gave it up for to settle down with the family, and then like she dies, and then he decides to like go on revenge and shit and be a crime boss again, and then like, uh, and then like he goes crazy because he hears like the voice of like the great evil in the world is just like
1: whispering, imitating in her his, voice.
0: yeah, we're, we're imitating her voice. What's weird is like, dude, like I really thought. I was blown away. My biggest thing was like, I thought that they were going to save the the big bad that they fight at the end of this movie. I thought they were going to, th- I think we talked about this at the time. Like I thought they were going to save a lot of the things that happened in the third act for the sequel. Like I was like, Oh, well they'll fight and then, and then they'll beat the Mandarin or like they won't kill him, but like they'll beat him and you, or they might think they might fake you out and be like, Oh, he's dead, but he's not really dead. And I thought it was going to be about like that. And then they were like, no, we're going to go to the fucking mystic land now. For another half hour, I was like, oh, okay, fucking A.
1: We got got that kind of time. All right. All right,
0: fucking A. And fucking, it was just, it was just, it was something I really think what they're doing now, because I mean, they've done so much. This is what we're up to 23 or 24 films at this point. What they're doing now is like, they're like, what haven't we done at this point? We can't just keep doing the same shit over and over again. What haven't we done? Like, we need to fucking break out like the really weird shit because it's just like we can't keep doing the same because a big criticism especially with origin films in the mcu like one of the big problems with dr strange a lot of people said it was just iron man and it was just like well it's kind of i mean it's there's only so many different ways you can do an origin story and like yeah rich white protagonist male protagonist you know gets injured finds a way to like get superpowers to make himself better it's like Okay, yeah, there's there's tropes, there's like similarities, but like uh, d- like the, the visuals in Doctor Strange were wildly different from from Iron Man or anything like the MCU had really experienced, and like it was kind of the same story, but it was a different flavor, and like there were weird shit. Like Iron Man was fucking 2008, Doctor Strange was 2017, so like there was there was differences, and like but like but now I think Marvel is just like we need to fucking fucking who's got a crazy idea you in the back what do you got Shang-Chi fucking a let's do it let's have a dragon fight (laughs) yeah let's let's have a dragon fight in the third act man let's fucking go for it and it was really fun uh and uh Liu the Chinese Canadian actor who uh played it Shang-Chi was really good in it and I could tell that he really wanted to do it he was really invested in it and the whole cast was good Aquafina, who I'm kind of I was kind of
1: eh, on prior to this actually really good in this movie i actually kind of dug her in that um right because you and i were talking about how she didn't like almost try to steal the show as it were with like her awkward humor
0: yeah her shtick like she's known she's a comedian she's known for a shtick uh which is kind of problematic but
1: whatever But i mean she she kept it like pretty low-key yeah i was expecting them she was actually really fun yeah
0: it's really weird like i was expecting them like every pretty much every marvel movie if they're the, if the protagonist is male at least which most of them are uh unfortunately but that's changing uh <laughs> they like they always have a love interest and it didn't seem like shang chi and aquafina's character who i cannot remember off the top of my head i apologize uh it it seems like they're just friends or are they working yeah. towards romance like it's really i was like oh well that's nice to see that like they're kind of hinted at like, oh, when are you two getting married? And Shang-Chi's like, oh, we're not, we're just friends. And there wasn't like some grand romantic gesture at the end. And it's just like, yeah, you know, two, a man and a woman, you know, can, you know, they can just be friends, you know, like they don't have to get together always. I, I, I find that more refreshing, like unless right. it's like a movie explicitly a romantic movie, I, I, I think that a lot of non-romantic films – to, a, to their own detriment like shoehorn in a romantic plot subplot and i'm just like you know you don't j- just because you have a male and then you have like a supporting a-, a character who's a who's a female you know they don't need to get together you know that right like they could just be like partners and just be like friends and like you know comrades it, it, it
1: could be you just hi friend hi friend and we could just run that yeah we're you
0: know or or if it's like a profession or like something like that like you know they could just be like you know, partners, they could just be both doing their own jobs. Like, you don't need to, like, fucking shoehorn in a, like, a... This was really big in the 90s, especially the 80s and the 90s. A lot of action movies, like, I think it really started with speed, and, like, you had a lot of films that just, like, these characters have known each other for, like, less than a day, and they're making out now? Like, I mean, that's kind of unhealthy, right? Like, that's kind of, like, not normal, right? But uh, we're getting sidetracked. But, like, and I really loved uh, Sir Ben Kingsley as fucking Trevor slattery oh yeah he was so fucking funny dude like i was like god i can i love ben kingsley so
1: much and he was so but, funny but, it, but same thing like it was rough in iron man 3 yeah <laughs> and they brought him back and they just like ah, your this is your pocket and you're gonna stay right in the, your little area yeah and we're gonna run it and it was fantastic
0: the, the pod wasn't around when Iron Man three came out, the show came out. I think June twenty sixteen. So happy, Bladed fifth birthday to this pod. But like, man that that was a big deal back in the day. The whole Mandarin fake out from Iron Man three in twenty thirteen. Like that was a that was a big deal. Like people. Oh, we were nerds, not like, happy about that. Well, I, I was okay with it. I thought it was bold, but like I didn't mind the fake out. It was the fact that like. They faked out, but then they didn't offer anybody – like, the trailer really suggested that Ben Kingsley was going to be the Mandarin. He was going to be this, like, fucking badass, like, the next big villain in the MCU. And then he turned out to be a joke, and I'm cool with that. Like, fucking A, fucking subvert the shit out of shit. But then they didn't offer anyone better. Like, they had old uh, Guy Pierce play, like, what's-his-face the bad guy in, in Iron Man 3. Oh, but it, someone
1: from AIM or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And he was like killing in, I can't remember. Uh this was a this was years ago, it doesn't matter. But like he wasn't a better villain. Like, I was just like, if you're gonna fake us out, give us somebody better. Like, if you're gonna be like, haha, joke's on you, but don't worry, we got somebody else that'll be even cooler. And
1: it was just like, it was just like
0: can we go back to that guy? Like, he seemed cooler and, like, more of a badass guy. Yeah, can we than... get a
1: little, someone with a little bit more substance, please? I know. It was
0: dumb. But, like, that was a big deal at the time. People were not yeah. happy about that. And it's weird how, like, they finally were like, oh, yeah, I guess we need to fix that. <laughs>
1: took- yeah, and I like how they, like, cleaned yeah. that up with a nice little bow and just – oh yeah this asshole yeah yeah it was we fun. got him blacked up because he insulted my name and blah 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 blah, blah. it's like good on it, you good on you marvel good job it was
0: it was fine it's fine it's all it all it all came out in the wash but yeah i really like shang chi i really am looking forward to what they do with it i don't know what like that's the other thing i was thinking about this i don't know when the next avengers film is and without you know now that Oh, we're not even going to talk about Black Widow. There's nothing really to say about Black Widow. It was a prequel. or It was like a prequel story. It really didn't have any consequence. It wasn't really consequential to the overall story. It was just a fun romp. Who cares? Uh, but I had fun with it. Did you have fun with Black Widow?
1: I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. That's so i a couple of different expectations on things, but overall, I enjoyed it.
0: It was fine. That's all that needs to be said about Black Widow. Yeah, it was It was fine. a fun movie. It was okay. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, but, like, now that Natasha's gone, Tony's gone, Cap is gone, I don't even know what the Avengers is going to look like now. I don't even know what the situation is now. So, like, will Shang-Chi be an Avenger? Will will his sister... Well, I guess his sister is, like, the new Mandarin. Um, I don't know. I, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see Shang-Chi in the fucking Avengers movie. But then I was thinking, I was like, Will there be another Avengers movie? What's what's that gonna be like? So
1: who knows? Right, because right now we have Strange Spider-Man. Let me pull it up real quick. Keep talking. We have Strange We have Spider-Man. We have Song Chi. We have
0: Captain Marvel.
1: Captain Marvel. We have the Guardians.
0: Yeah. Thor.
1: We Hulk. have Thor. Bruce, apparently. Yeah. So
0: and t- i guess black panther but who the hell knows what they're going to do with that now that chadwick is sadly passed. Right. Uh, ant-man and the wasp
1: ant-man and wasp
0: so here's here's what's been announced.
1: So we're missing uh, the big we're yeah. missing cap and iron man.
0: Yeah. So and, before
1: and uh t'challa.
0: Yeah, go sorry. I'm uh, sorry to cut you off. Uh right. so here's what's announced. Here's what we have coming uh officially as it stands. Uh, for upcoming MCU films. Now, there's a bunch of films that are probably on the slate that are just untitled Marvel film and they don't announce it until they're ready. But this is what we have at least through 2023. Spider-Man's coming out December 17th and I am so fucking excited about that.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, So, and then they recently reshuffled a few of the other films, uh, like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was supposed to be coming out in March, but now it's coming out in May. Uh, So we have that. May, t- May sixth, twenty 2022, Thor, Love and Thunder, July 8, 2022, Black, Can- Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, November eleventh, twenty 2022, but Letitia White did just get injured on set, hopefully she's okay, uh, that production shut down, so who knows what the situation is there. Uh, the Marvels, which is uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel again, but then we had, uh, is it Maria Rambeau? who was in WandaVision, she's going to be in that as well. And then there's going to be the other Miss Marvel, the one with the stretchy fists and shit like that. Uh, That's coming out. Oh, the kid. Yeah, yeah, February 17th, 2023. Uh, And then we have Guardians of the Galaxy, May of 2023. And then we have Ant-Man of the Wasp, Quantumania, July 2023, which has Jonathan Majors as Kang. And, you know, it has, like, you know, Paul Rudd and uh, Evangeline Lilly back as Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then TBD, TBA is Fantastic Four, and we have a Blade movie, hint, hint, uh, yep. coming out eventually, uh, but yeah, we have an, a Deadpool movie eventually coming out, we have a Falcon, we have a Captain America 4 with Anthony Mackey as as Captain America, but like, none of that is, none of that is Avengers, none of that is whatever, like, we don't know. The when big team time. up. Yeah, we don't know when, the, they used to have, like, I mean, they had Avengers, uh, first one 2012. Then they had Age of Ultron 2015, so three years later. They had Endgame, or I'm sorry, they had, uh, so that was 2015.
1: And Then, then they, they, had had War, they had Civil which War, which was Avengers
0: was... 2.5. Yeah, basically, and that was 2016. And then they had Endgame 2018. Yep, and, and then, then... No, we had Infinity War 2018, and then they had Endgame 2019. So we knew years in advance when the next big team up was, and now we don't know. Like we don't know. Yeah. Like we don't know if Shang Chi. I mean, Shang Chi met Wong, but will Shang Chi hang out with Doctor Strange or like will? But fucking... he also
1: talked to uh, Marvel and Bruce at the end too. Oh yeah, he did.
0: He oh, that's right. The post I completely forgot about that. And I think Rhodey was there as well. So like, but like, Rhodey his... wasn't there. Oh, he was. I, I because I, it I...
1: was uh, Captain Marvel was talking about it being. Cosmic, but not know what part of the universe it was. Yeah. And then Bruce gave me the uh the, oh, time yeah, the rings, for- the rings, the come rings.
0: On. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So come spoiler. on, John.
1: Keep on, baby. <laughs> I'm tr- dude. I got a lot of things in my head
0: right now. Uh I can't I can't be the expert on everything. Gosh. Uh no, but uh <laughs> so, but like Captain America as the new Anthony Mackie, like, is he gonna be hanging out with fucking Road? Like, I mean, Rhodey showed up, but like. What what's going on with Wanda? What's going on with this White Vision? Like, what? When is everyone going to coalesce again? I'm hoping, I'm hoping, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm hoping we get a Secret Wars like everybody on a planet fighting. And I'm like, yeah, let's get some fucking Secret Wars. And then technically, okay, this is a big spoiler. So if you haven't seen the new Venom movie, don't fucking pay attention to any of this. Skip ahead, like skip ahead. Let's say like two minutes. So, Venom, the post-credit scene of Venom 2 is Venom was licking a screen with fucking, what's his face, Tom with Holland. the Tom Holland, the Spider-Man. So it's like, okay, we got a bunch of like things floating on out there. So when are, when when, are, when, when, when's everybody coming together? Cause I, I, I want this. Like, I want this. It, it, I want it's this. It's got to be
1: Multiverse of Madness.
0: Uh, see, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're doing it in Multiverse of Madness. I think that like, I know Wanda's gonna be in it. And I heard a rumor some X-Men characters are going to be in that, but you didn't hear that from me. Uh, I know that Wanda's going to be in it, and, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, who – I don't know. It, I, I just want – I just want – do like, one of my favorite things about In Game was, like, every everybody in that fucking battle at the end. I was like, yes, bitch. This is what I've wanted my entire life, motherfucker. Yes. Fucking – you had fucking – god damn you had black panther fucking fighting thanos and like captain marvel shows dude it's just like fucking god damn so i want what secret wars so like we have like this big battle royale of shit and i'm just like god damn that would be fucking amazing but who knows uh yeah so that's Shang-Chi. <laughs> a
1: little bit of a tangent but we got there
0: no but we were kind of talking about like we were kind of talking about like where is this I'm all, all headed yeah where's this all headed before we get to Eternals, let's touch on Dune real quick. I, God damn, dude. What a fucking revelation of a movie that was. Dune was. Shout out to Denis Villeneuve. Uh, I'm never confident I'm saying his last name right. He's Quebec French. He's Canadian French. And like, I'm hoping I'm saying that right. But my guy, Denis Villeneuve, our guy, he's all of our guys. He's not just my guy. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to, like, I want to spread the love, preach the gospel of Denis Villeneuve <laughs> because he is a fucking man. He has done arrival which was an Oscar nominated film which is a fucking amazing film he did prisoners which I really enjoy with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal uh I need to see that it's good I think it's on HBO max uh it's it's dark though it's not like it's it's I mean pretty much all his films are dark so whatever so he did that he did Sicario which I just happened to watch on a whim I just saw the trailer for it, and I was like, "Yeah, oh god, same guy who did who did Arrival." Okay, let's check this out. That movie was fucking amazing. It has arguably my favorite Benicio del Toro performance ever. He is Ooh. so fucking good in Sicario. I was like, I he deserves an Oscar for that because he was amazing in that movie. Has Emily Blunt and Josh Brolin in it as well. Oh, Great I need movie. Need to find that one now. Oh, dude, it's so dark though. It's about like the the drug trade and the drug war You're on right. the Mexican border, and it is like. Dude, like the last, the last like bit of that movie is so fucking dark. Like murdering, murdering women and children dark. Like that's what I'm talking about. Right. It's fucking dark as fuck. But it is so fucking dope. That movie, Sicario is amazing. The sequel, which Denis Villeneuve did not direct, but he produced, uh, Solano, Day of the Day of the Sicario, I believe, is what it is. It's okay, but it's completely skippable and it's not nearly as good as Sicario. But like, dude, Sicario is the fucking champ fucking love that movie uh and then and then he wasn't done he gave me one of in my opinion one of the greatest sequels ever Blade Runner 2049 which is like one of my favorite movies of the past decade you 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 had an interesting tidbit about Blade Runner 2049 say what you want to say about Blade Runner 2049 real quick
1: whenever I never knew or had an example yeah of when people say, oh, this movie is visually stunning. Yeah. Until I saw Twenty Forty Nine,
0: It's amazing. And then
1: it was, now I get it. Now I understand what they mean by visually stunning. And it was that movie.
0: I saw that movie as I've seen most of his films now, except for Sicario. I saw that in, in IMAX. And I, I don't know how much it would cost. But if they were like, hey, one night only we're bringing Blade Runner back to IMAX, Blade Runner 2049 to IMAX, $150 ticket. I'd be like, where do, where do I send the cash? Where, where, how, where do I slide my card? Cause that movie, and I've seen that movie. I watched that movie probably once every three months. Like seriously, since it's come out, since it came out like 20 in 2017, this is 2021. So the past like four years, like every like three or four months I watch Blade Runner 2049 cause that movie is fucking amazing. And I love the original Blade Runner. But it is not. It's. It was made in the '80s. It was made in '81. So it's like, and that movie was low. It was did not have nearly enough money. I could. We could do a whole pod just on Blade Runner, like the ins and outs of that movie, and the different cuts and the, the backstory behind everything, and its lasting legacy. Suffice to say, Blade Runner is is a classic but it is not a masterpiece it is not perfect it it does have its flaws and it does have you're like wow if only if if only the technology was there and the money was right. there for Ridley Scott to really capture what he was going for but it's still amazing it's still a great film it's a classic it's a lovely film fucking tears and rain uh but Blade Runner 2049 it I don't think it has the philosophical depth that the original Blade Runner has but Blade Runner 2049 is such, like, a gorgeous-ass film. And I just fucking love that movie so goddamn much, dude. I, it's it's beautifully shot. Yeah, dude. It's amazing. Seeing an IMAX was so incredible. And, like, again, if they were like, hey, secret event, keep this on the DL, don't tell nobody. But we're putting it back on IMAX one night only, like, reserve seating, like, low-key secret, par- secret gathering, $200. I'd be like where do I send my check?
1: <laughs>
0: they're like, we're going to show it twice. We're going to do it like it's two hours and 30 minutes. So it's going to be like five hours of your evening. We're going to show it twice back to back. IMAX. I'd be like, where do I send my check? Like where, Perfect. where's the money? Where, where, <laughs> give me the link. G- give me the car reader machine. So you can swipe my car. Cause I'm going to watch that. I would watch yep. it back to back. I would watch it back to back. Like an IMAX. Cause that movie is amazing. Anyway. <laughs> so then after that, he made, uh, yeah, I don't think he, it was Blade Runner and then it was uh, Dude. Then, it, then it was uh, then it was dune. And again, when it was announced that dune was coming out, that he was doing dune, I was like, oh shit, no way, man, like that's fucking incredible. Uh, yeah, it was it was that then dune. Uh, and that I mean that got announced like 2018 and because of the pandemic got delayed like a whole year. And I was so just, I was so upset that they fucking pushed back (laughs) Dune. Like I was like, you know, October, 2020, I was like, maybe, maybe we'll be all right. And we can go see this movie. Like we got to see tenant, but maybe they're like, nah, whole another year. I'm like, no, (laughs) like tenant and, and Dune were like the two movies last year that I was like, I don't care about the rest of these fucking movies, James Bond. I'm sorry. I'll go see that down the line, but I don't care. I was like, just let me see Tenant, which I did see, but that's a whole other story, and Dune. I want to see Dune. And they fucking pushed it back, and I'm like, no! Why? But then it eventually came out, and I saw it Max and it was fucking incredible. What did you think it about Dune? It was epic. Yeah, I've done enough like, talking. What did you think about Dune?
1: It was epic. The scaling that they had, yeah. like, his ability to scale, Yeah, whether it's fleets of ships and battles Mm -hmm. or scaling down for like the personal moments between two people
0: yeah and giving
1: that a sense of scale in in its own little world it's 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 fucking incredible
0: dude the visual aesthetics like the color palette he uses he uses like Dune is obviously a fantastical world like it's it's fantasy it's sci-fi fantasy yep but he keeps it he doesn't use like these extravagant like when he makes a film especially with with uh with arrival as well not nearly to the same extent but more in the Blade Runner 2049 and the the Dune sense a lot of the money I feel like goes to the visual effects and to make them look as tangible and as grounded and like as you know tangible as like realistic looking as possible like photorealistic and it's just like you don't it's a fantastical world. It's, like, got fucking sandworms, and you have Stellan Skarsgård in this fat suit, and he's, like, flying and shit like that. And, like, you can only really compare it to the original Dune movie, which came out in 84, directed by David Lynch, which I like. It's it's a wild film. It's not it's for everybody. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's fucking crazy. But, like, and they made the mistake that Denis Villeneuve and Warner Brothers did not do this time. They tried to fit the entire movie in one film, and that's just not, not going to work. So, it, it, there's too much. There's too much. And, like, so the the 84 Dune is fantastical, and it looks kind of shoddy and cheesy because it was the 80s. And, like, you know, they didn't have the technology to do what Denis Villeneuve did in this film. And Denis okay, I don't want to give exclusive credit mm-hmm. to Denis Villeneuve because he has a team, obviously. No director makes a film right. on his own. But, like, his team. So I'll just say his team. And like the cast is like A list. Like, fucking, you got Timothy Chalamet. Dude, Chalamet
1: is up and coming. I love that kid.
0: I was not really, I've never, I didn't see Call Me By Your Name. What else did I see him in? The King. Yeah, I saw him in The King. I watched The King. But this one, I'm like, all right, I'm on board. I totally am down for
1: this. I saw The King when it came on Netflix. Like, oh, this looks pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, and then after watching it and seeing him as in that role, yeah, it was one of those moments of, oh, we got to keep an eye on this guy. Yeah. Because this guy's going to go places. And then I saw him cast for Dune and I was immediately like, yep, i at- it's,
0: it's, I wouldn't say it's as perfect casting as we talked about with your Hugh Jackman, your Robert Downey's and your Margot Robbie's. But like, if, if you were to be like who reading the character description of who paul atreides is it's like you can't get much closer than than timothy chalamet like he's kind of wiry and kind of like lean but like it's fuck it it doesn't matter uh and zendaya who's like zendaya and or zendaya i'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing it but timothy chalamet and zendaya or zendaya like euphoria is a big deal like that's one of the biggest shows on television and Timothy, both of them are, like, A-list young up-and-coming stars, and, like, and then you get Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, fucking our guy, Jason, Jason Momoa. Statham,
1: or not Jason Statham. Uh, Jason Momoa. Jason Othman, Momoa.
0: Who is awesome in this movie, and then you get, you know, you get, uh, fucking, uh, Batista as the bad guy, and, like, yep, well, one of the bad guys, and Stellan Skarsgård and Dave Desmalchian showing up again, and, like, it's, it's just, like, they spared no expense on a dune movie like the first movie that came out in the 80s was a notorious flop because it was just like it was it was it's a lot like i can't stress that enough it's on hbo max i think still if you want to watch it it's you 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 can't you can't (laughs) it's gonna sound so weird but just hear me out you cannot watch that film for what it is you have to try and give it the grace and the slack for what it is trying to do i think that is the best way to describe it It's, it's ambition it's reach it's outseeds its grasp and like I kind of want the four hour cut of that film instead of like the two hour 20 or whatever that they had to eventually trim it down to and you know it's it I, that, that's how I enjoy it. I enjoy the 84 dune based on what it is trying to do working in the limitations that it had at the time excuse me working with the limitations it had at the time so I don't think it's fair. Maybe at the time it was fair to criticize it, but I think looking back at it now, what it was trying to do, I think that it is – I think it's awesome. But it's not for everybody. It's fuck, It's a weird movie. I'm not – me and Justin are not trying oh, to like, – Oh, it's definitely
1: you know, a weird movie. It's a
0: weird fucking movie. <laughs> and like this one is so much more better structured and streamlined. Again, part two coming out 2023, which is awesome. Less than – it's like two years from now. But like it's such a this is such like an upgrade and this is the dune movie that i think i don't know if lynch was exactly trying to do something like this but i think that like this is what i've never read the book full disclosure yep. but i think that this is what dune is supposed to look like this is what right. we, this is the film version we've been waiting for for this story so god damn yep. we haven't even
1: gotten to the eternals yet <laughs> no nope already right, an hour and a half in shocker
0: yeah whatever fuck it it's early well it's not early. it's early on my time but not your time but yeah I, I just love it and i can't wait for part two there was some doubt that like maybe part two would take a long time i was expecting like 2024 which would have sucked at the earliest but now nah, they were like nah october 2023 i was like fuck yeah. Perfect. The spice must flow. Fear is the mind killer <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's so good. So yeah, but like that film was announced like in 2018. So we've been waiting for a few years for that and it just like slow rolling it, trickle out, trickle out. You get an image and then the trailer comes out and we got to wait in a whole nother fucking year because of the goddamn pandemic. <sighs> but it, it was so excellent. It seen in IMAX was incredible and like it was everything I wanted and it was just oh so good it might be depending on how spider-man goes out comes out not that we've had a lot of great films this year because again we're still technically in the midst of this pandemic dune might be my favorite film of the year but like spider-man still hasn't come out we're not we don't have a star wars film this year like i think i, I think that that dune might be my favorite movie of the year so far but we'll see how the spider-man film comes out but i expect it well, depending yeah. on the rumors that we've heard about the spider-man film and what has it leaked leaked from the movie but not necessarily confirmed uh might be everything i wanted and then i might cry in this next spider-man film depending on if certain people from other certain spider-man films show up but i'm not spoiling anything uh (laughs) uh if certain people show up that have been rumored for years will be showing up in this new spider-man movie i might cry um because i i'm justin is looking at me right now i'm not bullshitting he can tell if i'm bullshitting or not i might cry if yeah. what happens happens in this new spider-man film so but i think as it stands Dune is my favorite movie of the year so far
1: um that that's 100 agreeable like yeah it's epic that that's the best way i could describe it just
0: it's epic. so good and it's like i don't even know like it's hard like again i'm not trying to sound like a snob or an elitist or like you know a hipster douchebag or anything like that but like I don't know how like normal movie fans go into movies. Like I don't know what like a normal, a person who's like, Oh yeah, I go to movies. Like, you know, like I go like in my heyday, I was going to movies like twice a month and like for like throughout the entire year. And like, but there are people like, that go to like three movies a year, like, you know, just like, or they'll rent a lot of shit at home. But like, I don't know what like normal movie goers went into doing expecting. And I don't know how they reacted apparently pretty well but like i was just like i don't even know how to explain dune to people like i'm like it's weird but like it makes sense and it's a fantasy it's got like it's it's see i don't even know how to explain (laughs) but it's i i hope people enjoy that's all i ever want is like just go in and enjoy it man you don't necessarily need to make sense but just go in there and enjoy it so simple i think that's a great transition to eternals which is our main topic tonight um So Justin and I are going to talk about this. We're going to do a little bit of non-spoiler stuff for a few minutes. And then we're going to get into spoilers because we have issues. Well, okay. I have issues. I I had some issues with it, but like, so we'll just talk about it. And then we're going to touch upon Hawkeye. And we're going to talk about Spider-Man a little bit afterwards for those are like the next, and then we got book of Boba coming out. We'll worry about book of Boba next year, but like, I think Hawkeye and yeah, I think Hawkeye and uh, Spider-Man are like the last two big things coming out this year, right?
1: I think so. That, yeah, that sounds right.
0: Yeah, there's no Spider-Man. This, or, I'm sorry. There's no Star Wars this year, which is like the first year. like <laughs> The first year since like 2015, we haven't had like a Star Wars movie come out. It's fucking right. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. That's not true. 2018, we didn't have a Star Wars movie because we had Force Awakens. 2015, Rogue One 2016, Last Jedi 2017, and then we were supposed to have Solo 2018, but that got pushed back to 2019 right before Endgame came out, and then we had Rise of Skywalker come out end of 2019. So 2018 technically we did not have a Star Wars film at Christmas, but whatever. Uh, but we don't have a Star Wars film this year. We don't even have right. Mandalorian. Normally, we have Mandalorian around this time as well. We don't have that. So, uh, so yeah, those are the two big things. Let's get into Eternals. Enough, enough of your stalling. All right, I'm tired of you <laughs> dodging the issue. And being I'm afraid. Sorry. That- I'm tired of your. I was about to say some problematic language, but I'm not going to. I'm sorry. I'm tired of your deflecting and changing the your subject. Rambling. Yeah. You enough stall tactics. All right, Hartwell. Okay, so let's talk about Eternals. Okay. So let's just get it out the bat.
1: Did you like this movie? I thoroughly enjoyed this movie.
0: Okay. You know, choosing your particular reference or scale of your choice, how would you grade this movie? A, B, whatever, one, 9 out of 10, whatever. how would you grade this movie?
1: I would give this a solid 7 or 8 out of 10.
0: That's fair. I like, think
1: that's fair. I mean, the storyline to me uh, was pretty cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how they introduced everything. They didn't like hold your hand. And like, okay, this is... That you is, see that? That's what this is. That and is the honest to God the, truth. And you see this? That's what this is. And okay. No, they actually like gave you a storyline and made you think of it on the outside of... But not even to like... Because we've had these issues before where it's like, okay, we're from here to here to here now. Good luck. Yeah. It's like, well, do yeah. you need to explain this and this. Mm-hmm. Where here they actually give you the tidbits
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the and the information you need to reach these conclusions and why this is happening or how this is happening. Scale was another thing they did really well with, I thought. Yeah.
0: Do You, you saw this on a regular screen?
1: No, I saw this in theaters.
0: Well, no, you saw it, but you didn't see it in IMAX.
1: I can't tell at our theater what's IMAX and what isn't. But well, it I, was the big yeah, it was the big main theater. So I yeah. saw it on like the main screen.
0: Yeah, so but it wasn't formatted in IMAX. I did see it in IMAX, which buddy, if you it's like I don't ever want to see another big budget film outside of IMAX. I think IMAX is like the pinnacle. I love it. It it's great. I've seen I'm like if I can't see it in IMAX, I'm like man, I might just fucking wait to rent it. But anyway, I, I interrupted again. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, it's okay. Um, the casting was very well done.
0: Yeah, great cast.
1: I I, I do think they nailed like all the different dynamics, like with the casting, like pretty to a T. Um, yeah, I'm I thought they did very well with it. But I also, we'll go with yours and then we'll go through my yeah. biggest issue. Yeah. That's not even about the film. Yeah. And then we'll go into spoilers and everything else. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll say
0: I enjoyed it as well. I would say a seven, eight out of 10, B plus, whatever, however you want to grade that, however that reflects. Translates. Translates. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, but I was worried, like, I, I, I totally echo what you said about, like, not holding our hands anymore. They're not holding audiences' hands anymore. Like, I made the joke online that, like, this isn't the deep end of the pool anymore. This is the fucking – this is fucking Lake Pontchartrain. Like, they just fucking kicked you in the lake and, like, fucking learn how to swim. Hopefully, you can mm-hmm. swim. Like, it it's a lot. Like, that's the thing that I was, like, really – I was fine with it. I was fine with it because, again, we we keep track of this stuff. We talk about this shit on the regular – we're familiar with we passing knowledge, much like Shang Chi. Neither one of us were experts on the Eternals, but when you when you read comics like we like I used to and you still do, and you you kind of know a bit about this world, and you do your own research, and you look into the shit, and you follow a lot of the shit. Like you, you have some familiarity. Like I think we were both familiar with the with the Eternals, uh, but they, you know, it. Neither one of us were experts. Like I a lot of the time, especially with the celestials, I was like, oh yeah, kind of, I kind of remember who these people are. I'm like, oh yeah. All right. That's which one is that one? I was like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it was a lot of like that. I just, I was like, it was a lot. Like, I feel, I disagree with you slightly that I feel like there was a lot of exposition dumps. There was a lot of just throwing you in and like, it wasn't like maybe that's just something I'm not used to. Maybe it's not that there's nothing wrong with the film. It's just different. It's unconventional. Because usually most of the origin films in Marvel that we just talked about, like they follow a pretty familiar beat. They follow like the same kind of formula for lack of a better phrase. And like this was, this, I felt like this was a lot to throw at people. Like even me that kind of felt a little like, oh yeah, what's this? And then the fact that like, I enjoyed all the characters, but there's 10 people on this team like that's a lot of people like if you think about the Avengers like the Avengers like started out as six people right and then with Ultron they got Wanda, Vision, and Quicksilver for just a film so we're up to nine right so that's even less and then we were already kind of familiar with the six and they added three and it's like okay but like this is the literally the first time we've met all any of these characters and I just wow. felt like that was a lot like it took a while to get used to these characters And to really get a read on them. Maybe I was just being impatient. Maybe I'm just used to them establishing things right away, and then we get going. But it was just a lot. I just thought it was a very – it's just a – I don't want to say it was bad writing or bad structure. I just think that it was like they took a swing, and they kicked us in the Lake Pontchartrain and said, hopefully you can swim, which was a little abrupt. I'll, I'll say it's abrupt. I'll just say it's abrupt. It's not bad. It's just abrupt uh I liked it I thought the visuals were incredible Chloe Zhao who directed this uh who just won an Oscar for Nomadland which I have not seen yet I keep telling myself I need to watch it but I have not seen that yet uh great kind of like Denis Villeneuve what we have kind of talked about Denis Villeneuve very like yep. it's fantastical it's got but it's got this really like tangible grounded aesthetic like it doesn't look Like one of my big problems with like fucking Captain Marvel, one of the reasons I wasn't too keen on Captain Marvel was because it looked like a video game at points. Like I was like, this looks like a video game, but I don't think like Eternals felt like a video game. I felt that like it was it was fantastical looking. I mean, it's based off of some Jack Kirby work like Jack the King Kirby, who doesn't get nearly as much recognition as he deserves, which is it's, it's a shame. Not that I'm not trying to pit see we're getting into nerd shit right here i'm not trying to take sides between stanley and jack kirby justin and i could do a whole pot on just that relationship and that working relationship but like jack kirby doesn't get the love he deserves because one he didn't live as long as stanley and two he wasn't the showman that stanley was but jack king a lot of people want to make stanley the walt disney of marvel but it's like well even walt disney wasn't the walt disney of of disney because like he fucking had a whole team of animators and like it's not a one-man show he, he was
1: the he was the corporate face
0: yeah i know and it's like jack kirby was like not only did he have like a successful run not was not only was he a legend at fucking marvel he was a legend at dc he created the new gods he created dark side he created all these things that, like he is he there's a reason he is the king anyway right in in tangent about jack kirby it's fantastical but it feels it never felt alien i guess is the way i'd phrase it like it's like yeah this looks fantastical but i'm like this looks fucking this looks fucking bizarre like i felt like it was very especially like i don't think this is a spoiler because you kind of see it in the trailer as well but like when when cersei gets pulled in front of arison the the judger the big celestial with the six eyes and the red like that was like that's Fucking wild. Did you ever think in a million years we'd see a character standing in front of a celestial on a big screen? And it's just like, but I don't think anybody was like, what is this? Like, everyone's like, oh no, this makes sense. It's like, it's just like people went with it, right? Yeah, yeah, we're cool. We can run with this. Yeah, let's go with it. Fucking hey. And like, hey man, they have a fucking raccoon in the talking tree. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it, I liked it. There was a lot to like about this movie. I just, I wasn't too keen on the the structure of it the arrangement of the story the way it unfolded felt like there was a lot of exposition a lot of weird dialogue and I didn't help diversity is a good thing but one of the problems i felt like you had you had some characters with accents and you had some you had you were literally a british person a scottish person an irish person a deaf person and you had a korean person all giving like dialogue crucial dialogue and it's like wait what the fuck did they say dude i'm all about like we should have captions on everything now um (laughs) but like uh, it it was just a lot dude it was just a lot and i loved it but i'll just say this isn't a spoiler but like when the bad guy shows up when you figure out okay what is going on because a lot of it is like what the fuck is going on and then once everything settles in and you were like okay this is what we need to do this is the, this is the, this is the plan. This is the bad guy. This is what we have to stop. We have to save the world. This is how we're going to do it. That's when I was like, okay, I'm on board. I get this now. I'm like, okay, cool. It just was kind of muddled at points. And even like the, the bad guy, their plan and like the hero's plan to save the day, I felt was kind of like kind of confusing at points, but it was, it was like, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. And it was just, I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. And, and and we can talk about this. This isn't a spoiler. It got like last I checked, it was forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like you wanted, I know you wanted to talk about Rotten Tomatoes.
1: So, w- one thing that got John and I really like, di- like really starting to discuss it before we even nervous, saw it, yeah, was that the Rotten Tomato score was fifty three percent.
0: Yeah, it was. It started out like in the 70s and dropped in the 60s. And then when everybody started to do it, dropped to like the 50s.
1: Yeah. And that was before the audience review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the critics and Rotten Tomatoes School. Yeah. And, you know, it got everyone nervous because this was the worst rated Mar- Marvel movie since Thor the Dark World, which I still think is not the worst Marvel movie out there. But uh, we've already had that conversation multiple yeah. times Yeah, definitely. Anyways, and the. So I started thinking, okay, so how would they rate everything else? And what really rubbed me the wrong way, mm-hmm. especially seeing the movie and then seeing the movie that also has the same rating within the past month, yeah. to me, the critics... At Rotten Tomatoes or whoever, submitted. yeah, the top
0: critics, yeah, like the big. So, just as a just as a, a disclosure, like a little bit of background. Basically, what happens is there's the uh, the critic score and the audience score. And the critic score is made up of not only like the top critics from your uh, prestige and top tier media, New York Times, Rolling Stone, prestige. yeah, uh, the the mainstream media. No, but like you got your <laughs> Los Angeles Times, your Chicago something, all like the big press all like the big publications out there that are known to have film reviews, they're the top critics. And then there's a bunch of like smaller critics. So like those are the people. And then also it's not in the good, too far in the weeds about Rotten Tomatoes. It's not like everyone's giving a grade. It's, they basically have this weird formula where it's like, if it's a good film, if they give it a good review, they give it a positive score. If they give it a middling review, it's kind of like a, no, it's like a good review is certified fresh. A mediocre or middling review is like a, is like uh, a fresh score. And then if you if they give it kind of like a uh, meh or like a bad review, it's rotten. And then they kind of formulate and accumulate all of those reviews, and that's how they get their percentage score. Some people call it bullshit. I I think both of us agree up until apparently this film, it's a good, it's a guide. It's it's like any review, it's like you don't necessarily – this isn't the gospel. This isn't, like, some mathematical, like, right. from the heavens. Like, this isn't, like, arithmetic, right? It's just, like, hey, we – It's we, opinions. Yeah, and they, it's a uh, – what's the word? Not a compiler. <clears throat> an aggregate. That's the word. It's an aggregate, and it's just, like, it's taking a bunch of information, trying to put it into one piece – and it's not perfect. I, I don't even I don't even think Rotten Tomatoes, like the people who run the website, would say, oh no, this is bulletproof. Like they would say, Well, it's a guide. And this is kind of this is what we think is the best accumulation of all these scores. So, but yeah, this was a this is a an egregious outlier, outlier in my opinion, as well. So I, I echo yeah, your this, sentiments. Th-
1: this for me was like because I always use rotten tomatoes with like a very like a, yeah. a small grain of salt. Whenever yeah. I saw a review on anything, but this is the one that's like, cool. I'm not listening to any review or any percentage that they come out with because they rated this film the same exact rating as Spider-Man Three,
0: which of the that? Tobey
1: Maguire? It was so bad we had to purge it from our memories, John. You There's have Spider-Man to Man Three? No, the third <laughs> Spider-Man's
0: coming out in december i don't know about what's you mean far from you mean nowhere uh, home right
1: it's, it's in there you have to look back it's we don't okay. have time for this.
0: i don't have time to do like a <laughs> mind palace regression like let's continue uh yeah it's it's so off it was so but then but but what i was saying about the way the film is structured and the way that it doesn't hold your hand i really think it's unconventional kind of film it's it's not like any film that marvel's ever created or given. I think that that rubbed a lot of critics the wrong way. So like, I think that like, it's 48 now, but like, I think it's going to be one of those films, five, 10 years, 20 years from now, they're going to look back, depending on where this world is or like where the MCU is at that point. Like, I think they're going to look back and be like, Oh no, that actually was a a brilliant film. Like that film was way ahead of its time. And like that film really moved the universe, the MCU into a new direction. And it's like, that was a game changer.
1: Well well the problem with it is that you know Marvel is now in this weird like shift cuz you have people that are like oh it's a Marvel it's another Marvel movie give us something new. Yeah. Like we just don't want the same Marvel story over and over again. Definitely. And then you get a bad rating there. But then they're trying to shift it into this whole new literal galaxy of characters and dynamics and everything that we're shifting to. Yeah. And it's, uh, this isn't the Marvel that we're used to. Uh, what are you doing? Here's a bad rating. Yeah. And again, there are this weird crux of shaking off what they have of everything they've been laying down for the past 10 years, 11 years.
0: Yeah. 12, uh, 13 years, 13,
1: 13 years at this point. Yeah. And, shifting it into like no this is where we're going now and we have to change things yeah and now they're like oh well this isn't what we're used to this is so different i have to give it a bad review yeah it and again
0: i don't i i I did not read through all the reviews um and i and when i do look at the rotten tomato reviews i only exclusively stick to the top critics uh Because I don't give a shit about what the audience thinks. I really don't give a shit what some like random ass publication online thinks. So I kind of like to. I I, I like to.
1: I'm not going to Google reviews for it. Yeah.
0: Or I'm not going to fucking movieblog.net.org. Like, I'm not. I don't (laughs) give a fuck what those people think. Uh, But like, I, I totally agree. Like, they need to do stuff new because they can't keep doing the same thing. This is, like we said, Film 24. They have, they've already had three television shows, they have another one coming out uh at the end of this month yeah november 19th i think and like they have they 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 don't they they took a swing they took a risk and again i think this film will age gracefully and people really get into it and i I was i was happy not that the audience score is as is more valid than the top critic score but like i was happy to see that the audience score was also was high like the audience really liked it and i've talked to a few people who've seen it well you and a couple other friends and a lot of them are like oh yeah that was pretty cool
1: uh but like what do you so, think about yeah so just to reiterate how the point of the tomato meter
0: uh-huh.
1: so it's now sitting at a 48 percent
0: yeah yeah it's not it's Spider
1: not Man, spider-man 3 is at 63 percent.
0: you keep saying the third spider-man film and i don't know what you're talking about
1: uh but like, <laughs> but the audience but the audience score so far with over 2500 reviews is at an 81 percent yeah and I think that's, that's more, what it's like yeah that that makes sense The 33 yeah. 48 yeah that that to me is just like cool I now value your opinion as much as I care about the hair floating outside yeah my apartment well I think do not yeah. care.
0: The thing that the reason Rotten Tomatoes rose to such prominence, and the reason why it is touted, is because it's a number. It's simple. It's easy for it's easy to splash in a thirty-second ad or on a poster or in in an ad or somewhere like an online ad. It's 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 tangible and it's 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 numerical based. So like any idiot can understand. Well, I guess any almost any idiot can understand. Like oh. 80 80 80% good, 48% bad. Like, it's just like it's it's simple, it's efficient, it's right. effective, and like that is why, like, you know, that's I mean, this is back in the day, it was Ebert and Roper give it two thumbs up. Like, it's it's always been like this. Like, there's always been something like this. Like, oh, four out of five stars. It's always been this way. This rotten tomatoes did not invent anything, it's just a new form of an old system. Like, it's, it's right. whatever. But like I am worried. Like I, I, would like what I wanted to ask you was before we got into spoilers. What did I have? I had written down. Uh, I think it. So you would. So two questions on, on in the MCU because back in the day, pre Endgame, we ranked all of the MCU films from like our favorites to our least favorites, yeah. the good to not so good. So what end of the spectrum do you have it on as far as the good meh or like Oh, this of, is okay.
1: definitely in the top. This is definitely in the upper tier. Okay. Okay. This, this is cuz if we're breaking it up into like, you know, three blocks. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Like
1: you're bad, your are solid, and you're great.
0: Yeah. This well, is, okay, let's let's rephrase. None of them none of them are bad. I don't think any of these MCU films are bad. So let's just say oh, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. You are not allowed to talk about that film on this pod. We've talked about this. So discounting that one, I don't think any one of them are bad. Like some of them are just okay. Some of them are good. And then some of them are great. I think that that's the fair. Iron
1: Man 3 is just okay.
0: I think that it's just okay. Same with, I think Iron Man 2 is the worst worst MCU film and that's OK. It's whatever. It's nothing. It's it's OK. I didn't hate it. Like, I don't hate that film. It's not a Fantastic Four 2015 or something or like a Green Lantern. It's not bad. It just is whatever. It's just filler. It doesn't matter to me. But I don't think I don't look at it and be like, oh, if if they were like, hey, if I walked into a room and some friends or family were watching Iron Man 2, they would be like, "Hey, why don't you just sit down and watch a movie with us?" I was like, "Okay, cool. I've seen this movie a bunch of times. It's not. It's okay. That's whatever. I don't care. I'll be on my phone the entire time. Y'all are watching it." But like, okay, so let's get back to the original question. So, you,
1: it's, in so top, it's in the top. Definitely, yeah. This would definitely be in that top block with mm-hmm. like the good, great movies in the MCU. Okay, if anything, it's in the top echelon of that middle tier.
0: Yeah, I think that you nailed exactly. I was literally about to say, I think it's in the middle tier for me, but it's like on the cusp. And I think if I watch it a couple more times over the years, and depending on what they do with an Eternals 2 and like where it leads the new directions of the MCU, uh, because we thought multiverse was like the next direction, but apparently it's also multiverse and cosmic. And then you have WandaVision, which is like magical And then Blade will eventually be showing up and you have vampires now. And it's just like, and you have Venom technically now, whatever. So you have like a few directions it's going in. So we'll see where this takes it. But like, I would say as it stands right now at, you know, September, I'm sorry, not September, November 7th at like nine o'clock, almost nine o'clock central time. I'll say that it's like in the middle tier using your paradigm. But it's like right at the cusp. It's right almost there. So I, I enjoyed it. I do think it will be better after multiple rewatches. Cause like I feel like once I get it at home or like on Disney Plus, I'll be able to like rewatch things, really pay attention to things.
1: And put on just closed like, captions. Yeah.
0: Put on co- closed captions and like really, really try and really dissect what's going on. Uh, but what do you think about like a casual fan? I know you got fans that, I know you got people in your life. Like I think about my brother. Like for me, I think about Kev, former guest right. on the on the pod. Like if Kev was like, "Hey John, what do you should I go see this or like would I enjoy this?" I'd be like, "I don't know." Like I, same thing with Dune. He was like, "Should I go check out Dune?" I'm like, you "Might not enjoy it. You might want to rent it, it. It's a lot. It's a lot." And it's just like I don't know if this is your kind of film, and you might want to rent. Like my my stepdad, when I saw a Tenant like uh, after i after i watched it no this tenant had come out on dvd or blu-ray or whatever and he was like should i go watch that i was like you can rent it man but i don't think you're gonna enjoy it and definitely if you do put on closed caption because that films a lot too and like I, I i don't know if you'll enjoy it so like what do you have like i know you have fan you have people in your life that do see these movies but aren't as hardcore like you and i are right. but Like, would you recommend this to them would you tell them like what would you tell them going into this movie
1: this would definitely be one of those movies um, that I would tell them to go in open-minded.
0: Yeah,
1: like everything that we know about the like superheroes and MCU and everything, like we're not really touching those bases. Yeah, anymore. We're we're we've 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 hit liftoff. Yeah, we're not on the ground anymore. Kansas, so I would tell Kansas them- is
0: gone. Bye bye.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we're uh, well away from there. Um, Man, but no, just, def- sorry, do you think we had scrolls in
0: Captain Marvel, and we're like, holy shit, Skrulls? Like, and now we got Eternal
1: Celestials and Deviants? Like, what? Where are we, Justin? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to throw everything that you know about the MCU, yeah, in its grounded sense, yeah, because. The furthest we got from here was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Which took a very like comedic kind of spin yeah. to it. Yeah. And you had a very muted version of it in Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah. And then Infinity War, they have a fight on Titan. And like that's that's right. that's about as far as they go, like it's never really gone into like the really nitty gritty shit,
1: right because it's like, oh, we have these couple alien races or yeah. these one or two planets, but now we're dealing with literal cosmic forces and cosmic beings and that that are on a scale that you can't cop and that was the other thing I loved about the movie, yeah, is that they gave the celestials the proper scale, yeah. Cause like my, like with uh, the first Guardians movie, when they showed the first like C- Celestial, yeah, when he had like the spear, like when there was, yeah, showc- they had the power showcasing. stone, and all the shit. yeah, 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 right. Like, it showed a Celestial standing on the planet, yeah. And for like, for some of the Celestials, that's okay, yeah, but the Celestials as a whole are the size of uh, Arakesh, yeah, a- Asherim.
0: Asherim, a- Asherim, whatever, we're good.
1: We. It's Asherim. Not,
0: he's a fictional character. I don't think he'll get upset. <laughs> right.
1: But or like, it. I don't
0: know if it we, has a gender.
1: We'll just say it. When Asherim, uh, like, was actually talking to the Eternals. Yeah. And we are now entering spoiler territory.
0: No, 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 We're not there yet. Not, not yet? There yet. Not there yet. Not okay. there. Not there. I'll, I'll, I'll give the, I'll give the sign. I'll blow from the spoilers. Ooh. Horn. All right, we'll okay. get there.
1: Um, but when they like actually give the scale of Ashram as an eternal,
0: yeah,
1: that to me was like, yes, this is what I've been looking. for. scale,
0: Arishim.
1: Arishim. Yep. like the scale of it, and like knowing that this is like in like basically a god,
0: yeah,
1: and that for me was incredible!
0: Yeah, like the most we ever really got about the origin of the universe, like the entire universe in the MCU is like the Guardians little montage with the Collector when he explains what the Infinity Stones are. But in like also an in Infinity War when Wong is explaining what the Infinity Stones are to to uh, Tony. Right. Like that's as far as we got. Like this is literally like talking about the creation of the entire universe and the beings that govern the entire we're not talking about like oh you know the asgardians they rule the nine realms or whatever no this is like the uh, the boss's boss of the boss's boss of the asgardians like this is way on a different scale and i agree i i really appreciate that as well i love dude i dude i love going deep in marvel lore i love fucking the more we get into this shit like the more i'm like yeah let's do it bitch let's fucking you yeah man fucking Let's fucking go as deep as fucking possible, man. Let's do this shit. Like, fucking hey. But, like, it's, it, it, it's a lot. And it's like, I don't know if you could have done it in a more streamlined and a more friendly way of introducing this to people. But it is what it is. And, again, I think that, like, this is a film that's going to require two or three watches to, like, get for people to really appreciate it. That's a risk. That's a risk that Marvel took. And I think that maybe they saw, like, a Denis Villeneuve and a Chris Nolan who make films that like you need to rewatch like two or three times to really understand what's going on. Like they were like, well, if they can do it, we can do it. We've made up. We made. We made enough money. We don't need necessarily need this movie to like do gangbusters. It would be nice, but we don't necessarily need to. And like you know, we we can't. We've built up enough cachet with the audience. We can take a risk like this. So fuck it. Let's do it. Let's fucking yeah. Kevin Feige and his team were like, fuck it, go for it. Yeah. They said that – they literally said everything that Marvel has done at one point or the other, to varying degrees, people have said like, ooh, this is a risk. I don't know if they're going to pull this off, and they keep fucking pulling it off. And it's like we need to – they're like we don't listen to people. We don't listen to doubters anymore. We just fucking do what we want now because guess what? Yeah, Every single time – maybe not every single time, but like more times than not, people have been like, the guardians of the galaxy uh, i don't know about that uh, captain america uh thor uh, captain marvel uh, i don't know Oh, that black panther i don't know if you know a black superhero i don't know about that even though blade was successful but whatever like right. they're like oh i don't know about this and every like almost every single time marvel's been like we just did that shit and y'all love it so what the fuck can you tell us now so
1: yeah okay i mean
0: move. yeah yeah good but after no, done, okay. we're gonna move into spoilers
1: Yep, just to wrap up on that note, just like look at Infinity Saga. Like, yeah. After Infinity Saga, and you run an entire, like the biggest collection and collaboration of movies in the history of cinema. Yeah. Like, guess what? This is what we did. And here's all the receipts of all the doubters on every step of the way. And look where we're at. Yeah. We can do whatever we want now. Yeah. And it's like
0: they they're stunting they're stunting on us and like i think that ultimately not necessarily by leaps and bounds i think they were successful like i i genuinely think this film was a success uh it's it's not the most elegant success as far as like elegant elegant storytelling but i do think that once it hits a gear and it hits its mark and it starts really going I think that that's like, I was like, okay, I'm in. And this is fucking awesome right now. So let's move on to spoilers. Enough dancing around it. um Yeah. So I, I guess I really th- felt like it was, mar- okay, spoilers. <laughs> We're in spoilers. Shut up. One. Okay. Three, two, one. No turning back. We're talking about spoilers. Skip ahead or just turn the pot off and go see the movie and then come back or whatever. So I'll just say this. I kind of always knew that Icarus was a bad guy because I watch. I know you're not too keen on watching trailers as much as I like to watch trailers. But in the trailers, they showed Icarus talking to Ajax, you know, Selma Hayek's character. That scene where he has a flashback and it's revealed that like he went to the farm in South Dakota and talked to her about something. Right. Like they showed that snippet, they showed parts of that clip, of that scene. In trailers, so I'm one of those guys that sees a bunch of trailers and like I'm mentally clocking like okay what have I seen in a trailer that has hasn't been on screen yet and that was something what? that I knew hadn't been on screen yet and I was like there's gonna be a revelation about that coming up and I always knew I always suspected that he knew more than he was letting on. Uh, for one, I think his plan was kind of dumb. I never really liked that in movies where like the bad guys letting something happen just to let it happen but ultimately he's trying they are trying to sabotage the hero the entire time but it doesn't it never really makes it like like i compared it to watchmen like both of us like watchmen like adrian veith like i i think that was the successful version of that of that trope where it's like he actually pulls it off and he actually does it effectively and he does it to where the superheroes had no chance of stopping him whatsoever and i really think this is marvel's like marvel's watchmen like it's a different kind of Not necessarily like the same kind of tone, but it's like the same kind of like there's a murder, the heroes are trying to figure out why this their compatriot was murdered. And it turns out it was one of them that murdered them,
1: like more or less, right? And so because they have because they're making the hard choice doing what needs to be done.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I think that I I actually think that this was like Zack Snyder directed Watchmen and Zack Snyder also directed Justice League. And I was like, This is I think I texted y'all this. I texted the group. I was like, real talk, Eternals is what Zack Snyder wanted his Justice League to movie to be. Like, right. this is what he wanted, and he failed miserably, but um, that's that's a whole other conversation. But, like, I, I really enjoyed it. I really didn't – I really was confused exactly what Erishem's plan with the emergence was. I was really confused by, like, at points I was like, so wait are the Eternals robots or like are they just like clones of each other or are they like are they like rebuilt so they die when the planet explodes and the celestial erupts from the core and then we saw like robot versions of them so like oh so they're like copies of copies of copies and I was like okay so does that mean like if Salma Hayek's character died or the Korean dude from fucking Train to Busan he when he died like when they die, is it possible for them to come back? I was like, okay, so if they die, are they going to be coming back eventually? What's the deal there? So I was like a little confused about their origin story, which was changed. They're, it's not the exact same. It's definitely not the exact same, but it is different. Uh, right. Considering what the origin story, the origin story in the comics is so much more fucked. Go with this. This makes a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, this is this is a lot better. <laughs> this is a lot better.
0: Uh, <laughs> go on Wikipedia if you want to read the the origin story of the of the. Uh, Of this deviance and the Eternals, because it's it's weird. Jack Kirby was a brilliant artist, but he was not the most elegant storytelling. And I think that's the other problem with this movie. Uh, Maybe not problem, but the other hurdle that this movie had to leap and successfully land. Because like the source material is fucked. Like the source material is heavy and lofty and like intricate and complicated. It's like how do we take this really convoluted story? source material and bring it into screen to make it palatable and acceptable to people and it's like that's tough and, and I, I gotta give them credit i think they did an okay job it was a little eh, but like and then the unimind my other big thing was the unimind like i didn't understand like
1: they didn't yeah, the, the, i will say the unimind and like the fusing of the powers to one yeah. was definitely a little weird yeah that was like so
0: it's cersei but then it's going to be druid and then it's not going to be cersei so but then it was going to be Druid, and then i was like what is going on here like i was like okay they're going to get together and i was like so he's going to control the he's going to put the celestial back to sleep but i'm like but i mean that doesn't really stop the problem it just puts a band-aid on it and kicks the can and i was like but wouldn't couldn't arishin come and like
1: it was a lot it was a little muddled that was not those were well they did well they did say that you know but we're like you know i can you know if we do the unit i can put them back to sleep It's like well that's not really stopping them right but this was putting them putting them to sleep will give us more time to figure out a long term solution yeah all right
0: it, again it was a lot and again you had people with different accents getting all this information and i was like okay everybody's kind of talking kind of fast we slow it down can we do a PowerPoint? and like it was it was those are my only like seriously those are my only issues with it was like i I didn't understand necessarily their origin and then the unamon i didn't also really understand but like i was saying in the non-spoilery section once it's revealed that icarus is the bad guy and what Icarus is trying to stop and what the Eternals are trying to stop and what he's trying to stop. And then you understand where the deviants are doing what they're doing. And once it's revealed where these deviants came from and you're like, once you understand what everybody's doing and what everyone's trying to accomplish. And like the, like, it's like two hours, 37, I think. So like about, let's say about an hour and a half into the movie, once you get to there, like the last 30 to 40 to 50 minutes, whatever it is, I thought was fucking awesome. Like I was like, okay, I'm on board. Let's do this. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. And that's that was my only issue. Was like once once everything, once everybody's cards were on the table, to use a phrase, and I understood every what everybody was trying to do, the mine notwithstanding, but like once I understood what everybody was trying to do, I was on board. And I was like, okay, I'm 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 loving this. So that's yes. that was my thing. What do you have to say that is spoiler?
1: Um the 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 speedster. I can't remember what her name Macari, I think is her name. Macari. Yeah. So that that is the speedster like showcase mm-hmm. that we needed from Flash in the Justice League. Yeah. Cause like like you were saying, like this is what Zack Snyder wanted his Justice League to be. Definitely. Because like you saw like she was super fast and knew how to use it. Yeah. And like how she does it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like especially like when fighting icarus and it's literally like
0: hit, oh dude that hit. the fight on the beach i was like yes bitch yes let's fucking dude, do this shit that was awesome angelina jolie dude she was like the standout like it's it's kind of uh-huh. weird to say that like angelina jolie who's a big star who has an oscar i was like holy shit angelina jolie was the bomb in this dude
1: yeah no she was awesome yeah she was great like crushed it um
0: i thought she was gonna go bad like i thought she, her mind weariness i thought oh, she yeah. was gonna go bad but the fact that like she kind of keeps it in check and then fucking dude how she killed that deviant fuck I was like, yes bitch and do you know who, like, do, you, do you know who voiced that deviant no who bill skarsgård the guy who played it Oh, uh, yeah, did I see that. I saw that in the credits. I was like, "Who the fuck did Bill Skarsgård play?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool." Anyway, you were saying Surprise. about you were saying about Macari. I, I, I got you sidetracked again.
1: No, it's all right. Um, but I like you know that showcase of her power, and in the, the entire time, I was like, "This is this is the Flash that we need." Yeah. In the Justice League movies, uh, Angelina Jolie was a. Bad bitch in this
0: dude. She was awesome. She was so good. In this.
1: Um, I like like the introduction of the Black Knight.
0: Yeah, Dane Whitman. I think his name is uh, Kit Harrington.
1: Yep. Um, I Did- do need to do a deep dive on him because I, again, heard whisperings and
0: faint. D- dude, there's no reason anyone should know who fucking Dane Whitman Warren. and the Black Knight is. There's no reason. Why so I need to do a
1: deep dive it. on that. The mm-hmm. sport. The end credit scene with blade in the background did you did you um, recognize that or did you have to
0: look it up later
1: no i heard it like hold on and i went and saw it with uh jess yeah and uh our mutual friend shane who's also a big comic book nerd or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. and all of us were like that fucking blade
0: <laughs> bro i clocked it as well too like i shouted in a the theater when i heard that because i recognize i'm such a mahershal ali fan that i was like holy shit, that was Blade. And everybody was like, Blade? I was like, yeah, that was Blade. And they're like, oh, okay. They thought I was crazy and I was talking to my ass. I right. like, no, I know what Mahershala Ali's voice sounds like. That is Blade right there. Right.
1: I mean, we didn't get to see so, him, but we heard his voice. That was sick. Yeah. Um. But no, like, I like how, you know, their historical... Uh, it's late. i don't- sorry. Yeah, they're like their
0: historical role or significance. They're... Like,
1: Athena was Athena from yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greece. And then you had uh, fucking Gilgamesh. And yeah. like, and I love that. Like, Icarus and all these things. Like, that was a nice, like, how yeah. they kind of weave that into everything was very nice.
0: Yeah, when, uh, when I was talking to my friend Morgan, she was like, What is the Eternals? I don't know who they are. I was like, Basically just think of them as like the Marvel version of the Olympic gods. Like they're not because the Olympic gods technically exist in the Marvel universe in the comics, like Hercules exists, like Zeus exists, but like just since they haven't introduced the, the Olympians, the actual Olympians yet in the MCU and who knows if they will or not, but like just take these characters and just, 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 just treat them like they're the Olympic Olympic gods, the Olympians, like just because they come from the planet Olympia it's like they're just they're kind of like olympia
1: they uh, connect the dots i can see how that how that comes around
0: so yeah um But but did you like i i also i don't know how they could have done this better but a lot of the early stuff is cutting in between the ancient stuff and the present day stuff ancient stuff and then i feel like i'm not saying that it was jarring i just think that like it's tricky it's a tricky thing to do to like hop back and forth between time because it's like you could be really getting some momentum going in either timelines but like if you cut back and forth, it can get choppy at times and shit like that but not saying it was jarring it was a little just choppy i guess is what i would say at points but
1: i mean i felt like the transitions were like pretty again for me personally yeah um I thought the transitions were good. It kept a nice, like, even flow. Like, it did kind of get a little rocky, but not yeah. enough to where it was, like, hold on, back up. I missed that. What was that? Yeah,
0: like, I think if we're, if we're going on the premise of, like, I think, like, I think Icarus is revealed to be the bad guy around, like, hour and a half, hour 45, somewhere around there. So, like, that, like, that, like, 45 minute to, like, hour and a half mark, it gets kind of murky- It gets kind of muddled, but, like, again, once you get past a lot of the heavy lifting, the setup that they have to give us, and, again, once you – again, I go back to once everybody's car is on the table and once you know what's going on, you're like, okay, we're off. We're off to the races.
1: I will say I do love how Gilgamesh went from, like, the tech builder whatever to the beach scene, and he's like, nah, bitch, where are you going?
0: Yeah, yeah uh i'm just reading my notes because i forgot i just really just remembered i wrote notes uh i thought it was a gorgeous film especially in a third yep. act uh the diversity of the cast even though like i feel like i don't give a fuck what these people think but i do feel like this film gives them uh ammunition for their bullshit like anti-woke status of like oh diversity for the sake of diversity i'm like because you get like brian tyree brian tyree henry's character being gay and having a husband and having a child and then you have your first deaf character and then you have like you know you have a korean you have a scottish person you have uh a british Indian. asian woman as your lead it's like a lot of people were like could use it and then you have like Kamel and i gotta say Kamel and his uh i wrote his name down uh oh, his
1: producer or yeah, whatever
0: harish or hamish patel Yep. dude fucking hilarious like i was like when are they getting their own spin off because i want more of them he had to, and not only when he like was being funny but like when he realized that they had to go like when kingo yeah kingo is Kamel nanjani's character's name when, when he's like i'm out i'm not fucking with icarus i'm not gonna help y'all but i'm not gonna hurt y'all either i'm stepping out of this and he like kind of flakes but his assistant his valet and he gives him the little prayer of good luck and shit like that. I was like, this is a really well, well-rounded, well-performed character. I really like this right. character.
1: Right. Even when he was like, I understand, like you know, we have to die for like the sake of others, but it's been a, like an honor meeting and yeah, 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 spending this time with y'all, like, yeah, dude.
0: yeah, it's really? it was good. Dude. It was, it was, and that was the other thing. I was like, you can't tell me that this film, not to heart, not to relitigate the Rotten Tomatoes thing, but like you've seen you and I have seen films that are rated that low and they're bad they're not good and like you don't get something like that like that little side character in a crowded film of characters you don't get a good character like that in a bad film like you don't know that's just it's it's not it's not even fair it's not a fair assessment of the film and I just what else did I say um I really loved Angelina Jolie as and we talked about that. I loved Jimmy Chan as Cersei. Yep. I really loved Richard – dude, Richard Madden. Did you fan Which out when right? him, Richard Madden played uh, uh, Icarus? He was Rob Oh, yeah, yeah. And then did oh, you fan when out him when – Jon
1: Snow? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. A wow. lot of people – I feel like a lot of Game <laughs> of Thrones fans would be like, oh, look at them back together. Uh, <laughs> I really liked uh, Barry Cogan play druid the mind control guy oh i was like i thought he was gonna be a scumbag and i thought like they were gonna make because he was kind of like the pluto character like if you're gonna trace it back to the olympic gods he's kind of like the pluto-esque character yep and like i was i do
1: like him as an actor too
0: yeah hold hold that thought real quick uh i really liked him he is a good actor he was in dunkirk he was in another film i can't remember what else but i i I really liked him in this i was expecting him to be like the scumbag the loki like the the obvious bad guy, but he was really good. I was really, really impressed by him and especially the turn he had and him and the deaf uh, Macari. Oh, uh, they were precious. Yeah, they were adorable and I really liked Brian Tyree. Oh, that was another thing and again, this is, it's, it's kind of a Marvel thing, but it's not, I felt like this film had weird tonal shifts and what I mean by that is like, there were very serious moments, but then they injected some like, quippy or quirky comedy or like a a one-liner or something like that and i feel like at moments not overall and other marvel films have done this as well but Uh like it it felt like it undercut a lot of the dramatic tension in some scenes again that's nitpicky it didn't oh no no
1: no they've done that before like we've had that discussion yeah it, it didn't take me out of
0: the movie but i was like I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to keep this light. It is a Marvel movie. You don't want to get too cerebral and too heady. And you don't want it to like get too weighted down by what's going on and the stakes and the implications. So you're trying to like bring some humor to the scene. And I'm like, you could have like, I'm sure when I rewatch it, I'll be able to pinpoint exact lines or exact scenes where I was like, okay, I would have taken that out. But I I can't remember the, I don't have a, I don't have a photorealistic memory. So I cannot, tell you exactly after one viewing. I might go yep. see it this week. I don't know. We'll see. Uh or I definitely gonna go see it when I'm back home and I have time off when I'm in the
1: world. Oh, definitely. definitely go see it again.
0: Again, I think that Icarus is plan to like be alongside them, but like keep them distracted with the deviance. I was like, that's kind of dumb. And I was like, eh. but I really like that sprite. It was very weird. Like it was very interesting. Like they kind of touched on this in an interview with the vampire when Kirsten Dunts was like the young vampire, but she couldn't age, but she was like had the mentality of a grown woman she been around right, like because decades. she's been
1: alive for trapped a kid's of body. Years. Yeah.
0: And I felt like, oh, yeah, I get why she would be in love with him. And like, it's really awkward with her and Jimmy Chan and shit like that. And I did. I did like it. I like the fact that like Ajax told Icarus and he disappeared for like 500 years. Like I get it. It's like and I understood where he was, that was. The other thing I was like, I really liked Icarus because I understood where he was coming from. Like he dedicated his entire life, thousands of years their entire purpose on this planet was for this and they he was committed he was pot committed to like this plan and 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 erishim's plan and shit so i get it i really like these characters i I can't stress that enough like i wish we would have gotten more of the korean character gilgamesh sorry i keep forgetting his name gilgamesh i really wish i could have gotten more of him so let me ask you did they fuck oh we didn't talk about that the first sex scene in a marvel movie Oh yeah oh wait was it? Yeah it was. This first sex scene ever in a Marvel movie. Like explicit. Like in an Iron Man you get the implication that he and the reporter fucked or whatever but like or or like in Guardians you'll get the the that Peter Quill's fucked a lot of aliens or like, whatever. Right. But like this was the first on-screen sex scene in a Marvel movie. Huh. Yeah. yeah. And There was a, there's They're something not- else I want to bring to your attention that really kind of I was like, "Ah, oh, okay." Uh, but, um, what was I about to say? Uh, but, but, oh, did Gilgamesh and Theena fuck? Or were they just friends for like centuries?
1: I think it was just like a bodyguard, like best friend,
0: Friend looking after each
1: other. Friend zone for centuries. That's bad break. Bad beat right there. That would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like deep rooted emotional feelings for one another. Yeah. I don't think it was ever romantic.
0: Okay. I I think that it was romantic, but maybe they didn't fuck. But like, I do think that there was like, it wasn't platonic. I do think he loved her in a romantic sense and not a familial or platonic sense. Like that was the impression that I got, which made me wonder. It's like, yo, they've been fucking this entire time. What's going on with that? Right. So the other thing I wanted to bring up. So Superman and Batman exist in the MCU.
1: Are they allowed to
0: do that? like were they allowed think, did they have to check with DC because for anyone you know who who may have not seen the movie who's been listening to the spoiler section, you madman, I don't know why you're doing that. but like so like literally somebody else calls somebody calls Kingo's valet Alfred, like Alfred from Batman. and then when Icarus goes to visit uh, Brian Tyree Henry's character, uh and his family in chicago
1: like they asked he asked the kid is like oh that's superman he's like i don't wear capes i was like, like no like you were wearing a cape and you had lasers coming out of your eyes like i don't wear capes
0: so let me ask you does that mean that like obviously i guess the marvel comics i guess like you could you could you could assume that like comics exist in the mcu and they've probably taken the real life events that have happened in the mcu and made them comic books like kind of what they did in logan remember when they had the x-men comics in logan but like right. so does that mean like dc comics exist in the mcu and how does that work like why does superman exist and batman exists in a world with thor and iron man that doesn't make any sense to me i'm not mad at it i just i'm like
1: wait how does that work there's a multiverse
0: again but like it's also just like this is true technically technically for anyone not aware the in both publications dc and marvel since both of them operate in multiverses technically each each the marvel universe exists in the dc multiverse and vice versa so technically they all exist and they have crossed over
1: before but like i just thought that was weird like i was like so they have superman because they've definitely done that back and forth in the other films Mm -hmm. and dc and marvel films but i mean I think, like, just the idea of Superman... Yeah. ...as is just, like... It's not so much a character as it is just, like, an idea. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, in the... I mean, obviously, Superman's not in the public domain, but he is, like... (laughs) he is like, a... He's he's a historical figure.
1: Right. It is a... Super strong, flying cape and lasers out of the eye.
0: Well, just... For the sake of argument, for the sake of conversation, like, could you imagine if Kevin Feige had to just like shoot an email to like the head of Warner Brothers or like the head of DC, be like, oh, by the way,
1: (laughs) by the way, we're gonna throw a couple shots at y'all. Is that cool? Yeah, we're gonna
0: drop, we're gonna name drop y'all's characters. You know, just a professional courtesy, like a heads up. Like, by the way, I wonder if Warner Brothers is like, can can they? They call their legal department. Like the head of Warner Brothers, like, get me legal, get me legal on the line. Can they do this? And legal was like, yeah, I think they can. And I don't think we should waste the money on like trying to sue them or anything like that. They're like, and then the head of DC or Warner Brothers like hung up his phone and they're like, robber, robber, how can they do this? How are they allowed to do this? We would never, how dare we? Get, get Zack Snyder on the phone. We're making another Justice League movie just so we can say fucking Spider-Man sucks dick or some shit or Thor, <laughs> Thor likes it in his ass or some shit. Like we just, just something stupid like that. But like, I just, I did notice that, that I was like, are they allowed to do that? Like, can they get
1: away with that? Yeah. But I guess they did, so fuck it. No, Jess did the same thing. Like, she, she leaned over and was like, did they just, did they just name drop? Yeah, no, that's really that, weird. Because, like, because, of course, you've heard, like, oh, it's Superman because he's flying and that right. kind of stuff because of just, like, the idea of a Superman.
0: Yeah. And, hell, even in the first Spider-Man movie from 2002, like, Aunt May says, you're not Superman, you no. and it's a joke, but like, I mean, that was like, <laughs> I think we can both agree, that was in a different age of comic book movies, now everybody's like super proprietary, and like super right.
1: like,
0: super like, those are our characters, those are not, like Sony and Marvel are like, Sony and Disney, are like those are, Spider-Man is ours, and it gets very, it gets very territorial, that's what I'm trying to say, I was like, huh, I, w- I just wonder, like, I-, I wish somebody would ask Kevin Feige or Chloe Zhao or whoever, be like, did y'all have to, like, check with DC first? And what was that
1: like? Uh, that's I'm just was curious. I'm just curious. To be a flaw on the wall in that conversation, like, in the writer's block of yeah. just like, oh, yeah, we're gonna drop this. Like, hmm. do we need to check with them first?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, first sex scene in a Marvel movie. Uh, I don't have really anything else to say. I think I have said it all that I wrote down. Do you think, what, I mean, what is Eternals 2 like? Like, I wonder if this means, oh, we got to talk about the post-credit scene and like. So I guess Dane Whitman, he's either going to be in Eternals too, or he's going to be in Blade, which is I, I, I'm down for either or. Let's go with it. But like, um, like I, Eternals too. Like, I don't know what is going to happen. Like, I'm like, are they? Well, I guess we let, that we that can segue into the post-credit scene. Fucking Harry Styles. Like, I had heard a rumor a long time ago that Harry Styles was going to be in a Marvel movie, and I think specifically Eternals. And I was like, oh, you know, you hear a lot of things like, I mean, they, they throw shit out all the time for clickbaity shit. Like they throw out shit all the time about like, oh, someone's going to be in a Marvel movie. This character might show up in a Marvel movie. And I'm like, OK, whatever. We'll see what happens. But like fucking Harry Styles, brother of Thanos, Eros is like in Harry Styles in the MCU, like Harry fucking Styles, like the teen. Well, I guess he's not a teen anymore, but like teen heartthrob
1: former leader of one direction like okay sure why not fuck it J- jess and i were laughing I was like they're gonna disney and marvel won't stop until <laughs> every single actor and actress has either made a cameo or has become a superhero in marvel dude and that's, in the, the, MCU.
0: And that's the thing everyone in hollywood wants to be in marvel like that is a great paycheck, and if you're popular, that is a money train. Like it's a demanding, it's a demanding gig because you got to do with the secrecy, the promotion, the marketing. It takes up a lot of your time and energy in your life.
1: And if you're and, popular, you're going to be running it for ten to thirteen years.
0: Yeah, and like, and even if like, like even if you're in like two films, like whatever, those movies are so popular. Say like, who's a character? I don't know. Uh, say like some actor was, I don't know, Wolf by Night or like, what collector, collector or some shit like that, or like, or not even the collector because Benicio Latour is a famous guy, but like, like there will be characters like, I'm trying to think of an example, like, oh, well, I guess no Owen Wilson was famous as well, but like, you could be like, I don't know, who's a Spider-Man villain that hasn't been on screen yet? Um, Craven, like, oh no, he was already Quicksilver because you got Aaron Taylor. Luke Johnson's going to be Craven in this new spinoff movie, and we're not even going to talk about Morbius. So if you're waiting for that shit, we, I, I don't give a fuck about this Morbius movie coming out. And I'm sure Justin, is it fair to say you don't give a fuck either? I'm, I'm actually intrigued, and we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, um no, let's. I'm just saying. I, I, just, say, let, I, 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 I just let's okay. Let's go with. uh let, 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 Let's just say. Well, they ha- they had the TV show. They had that TV show for a second. Let me just say this. I'll just use this as an example because he's not been on screen yet. Like if an actor were to play Hobgoblin, you know. Okay. There's, there's been several Green Goblins at this point. Like there's been three. But if like there's an actor who plays Hobgoblin and he shows up in a film and then he shows up in another film. For the rest of his, for the rest of that actor's life, professional career, it will be his wiki, his Google search be like, let's say it's, I don't know, let's say it's Timothy Chalamet. Let's say Timothy Chalamet comes into the fucking MCU and he plays the Hobgoblin, right? Whatever. It will be like uh, Timothy Chalamet, uh, depending on what he makes for the rest of his career. Dune, Hobgoblin. And it'll be like, call me by your name, Dune Hobgoblin. Like that, that's what I'm trying to get across is like, whether you like it or not you will like Jake Gyllenhaal will be Mysterio to some people for the rest of his professional career. Like that's, yep. it, it's going to stick with you forever. So like when you sign up for a modern movie, it's good money. It's a lot of publicity and it's a lot of exposure, but maybe too much exposure for some people. Like some people might not be down with like, I don't, I don't want to be known as like Hobgoblin for the rest of my life. People, I don't want the rest you of are. I don't want like every project I do going forward. Someone to be like, So, when is Hobgoblin coming back? Well, he died in the last movie, hypothetically. Well, you know, no one's ever really dead in comics, and you know, fans would love to have you back. He's like, dude, that was five oh, years right. ago. Like, they're gonna get asked every single time, like their opinion on this, or like what their experience is like every single time it's gonna be it's gonna be out there so. So yeah, I, I, I but yeah, <laughs> your styles is fucking arrows. We got off topic again. Dude, I'm sorry. The
1: second Pip came out, I was yeah, like
0: Yeah, dude, fucking Pat
1: Oswald, man. Speaking of Modoc. So at first I th- I saw Pip, I was like, are we fucking getting Adam Warlock right now? Are they about to drop that bomb on us right now?
0: Yeah, I thought I thought something along the same lines because they did just announce uh Adam Will Coulter as Adam Warlock. So I was like, oh, yeah, that would be a fucking quick turnaround.
1: And then and then arrows walked out. And I saw the suit. I was like, oh we opened that box though? Yeah, dude. We do we go that way? Well, here's my dude.
0: question about that. Like, so he's he says he's a celestial. And he so, says he's yes. He says he's Thanos' brother. And he yes. says he's the celestial. Raises yep. questions, which I guess they'll talk about in Eternals 2 or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, yes, technically, Thanos has always been a celestial, or I'm sorry. He said he was an Eternal, and he said he was Thanos' brother. Sorry, I misspoke. About so, I, technically, always, Thanos has always been considered, like, in the same class as an Eternal. Like, he's a he was an Eternal, and then he got or whatever, it doesn't matter. But, like, so it's was like, so if these Eternals are robots, or whatever the fuck they were, Does that mean Eros is also a robot? What is the – are there different types of Eternals? How does this work in the MCU? Granted, they'll probably answer all these questions in subsequent films, but I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, so, okay, how are they going to explain why – there's an explanation in the comics. Forgive me, maybe Justin, you know offhand why Thanos looks like the way Thanos looks like, but Eros does it. I can't remember why. Uh, But they're going to have to explain why Eros looks like a normal human being and Thanos looks like, you know, Grimace.
1: So Thanos was just – it was just a mutation.
0: It was something weird. I can't remember exactly what it was.
1: So in the Thanos origin storyline that came out in 2018, 2017? Sure, sure, sure. sure. uh, They had a five or six comic run about his childhood. Yeah. Like – Born, raised, leading up to the start of Infinity gone Yeah. Um, and it was basically just, it was just a genetic anomaly. Yeah, it's something,
0: <sighs> yeah. you like... and, it,
1: and it was, that's all it was. And then, you know, uh, his mom went crazy the second he was born and tried to kill him. Yeah. Like, out, like, at birth. Yeah, because uh-huh. she's like, he's gonna kill us all. He's, blah 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 blah. Yeah, and that kind of like slowly put the works in for comic book Thanos.
0: Yeah, and like um, the, a, a point was, of order, a point of order to make is like obviously, the MCU Thanos is not exactly one to one backstory like uh motivation as the comic book dance so obviously comic book fans was trying to kill half the people to impress death and then in the mcu it was like some weird eugenics like uh, utilitarian bullshit but like like it it, it 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 wasn't exactly the same so like however they plan to do it i'm sure they'll base a lot of it off the comic book orange story that Justin just just detail but it's not exactly the same so we'll i guess we'll see but you were about to say something else i i'm sorry
1: no, it's okay. Um, so, yeah, Eros and Thanos are blood brothers. Yeah. I want to say that the Eternals are not androids. They're just grown humanoids.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. And that's, again, that's something I really wanted to rewatch again. When I, re- when I rewatched the film, I really wanted to focus on, like, when he's doing his, like, when Eroshim Erish- is, like, giving out their backstory. Like I was like, I need to really right. break that down. Cause I was like, it was kind of, you know, for the sake of like pacing, they couldn't dwell on it for too long, but they had to establish it. And I was just like, okay, I really want to go back and really dig deep into what he is what, saying in that in that
1: because it definitely does look Android esque.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: But for celestial beings, yeah. Creating like their champions or whatever. Yeah. I I would Bet that they were like grown, like flesh, blood, and blown, yeah, like humanoid and not just like machinery and scrap parts, yeah, if that's a term for it,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're like fucking iRobot or anything like that, or like Westworld, right?
1: Because like even the um, the deviants were like flesh and butt, yeah, yeah, yeah flesh yeah. and blood, and everything else, so I think they're just a they are actual creatures and not machinery. Yeah. Because they're not human. Yeah. They're humanoid or human-esque. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think they're like just a grown sentient being with parameters.
0: Yeah. It's... Again, it's one of those things that's like I'm not qualified to say how the better way of doing – of establishing what they are and who they are. Like, I'm not qualified to say, hey, Chloe Zhao, here's how you should have done this. I'm not – no, I'm not fucking – Chloe Zhao is a brilliant filmmaker, (laughs) and part of me, I cannot remember her co-writer's name, but her and her co-writer and the team at Marvel, much smarter, much more qualified than you or I to say like, oh, God, they really fucked it up. They should have done this. Well, like, it was, I I would want to, be, I, they did a good job. I don't know if they did the best job that could have been done, but they still did a good job. So I'm not going to be like, God, fucking bozos at Marvel. Like, I just, I, I wonder if there was a be- I, I think, I believe that there may have been a better way of doing it, but it's not really fair to criticize unless you can present a better argument a better way yeah better option so like it's i I just don't and and again i'm sure once i rewatch it a few more times i'll be like oh yeah this makes sense (laughs) but it was just the fact that like the first viewing i was like oh okay sure why not anyway do you have any other grand points to make about this movie or can we call it a night and be like yo eternals yeah pretty good
1: i thought it was great i can't wait to rewatch it um and i'm don't to see where this goes
0: yeah man it's that was one of the things i was so excited about is like this opened up a whole nother like i mean the oldest being in like the marvel universe at that point was probably like thanos or the collector or like ego the living planet or like you know the, the asgardians but like it's like these characters are like so deep and like it's like i don't really care what they do with eros I don't really care. Like, I'm like, whatever, whatever y'all want to do, fuck it. Who cares? Like, and I really don't, like, if, if the Celestials can bring back Eternals that have died and they decide to bring back, you know, your Icarus or your uh, Gilgamesh or whatever, like, or the Ajax on the Hynix character, if they bring them back, cool, that's fine too, whatever. But like, I'm just, I'm just like, God, we fucking got an Eternals movie. I know we talk about that. I think every time we've talked about like, like guardians or the more cosmic stuff like fucking dr strange and like some of the weirder shit that marvel's gotten into i think we've said it every time we just shake our heads and be like can you believe that we just got like fucking we just saw like the eye of agamotto on tel- on, our, on, our, on our on a movie screen or like we saw a Kree skull. They mentioned the Kree skull war on in Captain Marvel, and like we got scroll. which could
1: lead to like secret war or a secret invasion. Yeah, exactly. The fact that we got a civil war, yeah, that actually came together, and they
0: fucking. I mean, it was on a much larger, smaller scale, but like Wandavision, they talked about fucking chaos magic and like fucking. <laughs> In the, multi- in the multiverse we're, still talk- we're talking about the multiverse like we're talking about king the conqueror like these things that like <laughs> it's just the fact that like we have to do our homework they're they're getting so far deep into this shit that you and i have to do our homework
1: on this shit right. it's
0: fucking wild dude it's so fucking wild that like you, you or i have to like watch something on a- watch one of their movies and be like oh yeah i gotta look that up i don't remember I don't remember exactly what that is again. And like, it's just—it's a good time to be alive. I guess that's the last thing I'll say. It's like it's a good time to be alive that we got an Eternals movie that was—I think we both agree—a lot, but pretty was it's successful.
1: Well done. Well done. Well done. Well paced, and definitely one of the better Marvel movies that uh, that we've gotten as far as like origin stories and everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about it, Black Widow this studio came out with black widow and eternals like you you I, I don't know if you could find two more radically different i guess if i really thought about it you could but like
1: i don't know but i'll, I'll give you i'll give you this we went from spy thriller yeah to mystic uh kung fu with yeah. song chi yeah To cosmic entities and the workings of the universe.
0: Yeah, the origins of the universe in the MCU. In what, a four-month span? And then we're getting another television show about like Hawkeye training a new Hawkeye in New York during the holidays, which I'm excited about. I think it looks fun. I'm I'm a sucker for Christmas. I've established this. It's going
1: to be a fun watch. Yeah,
0: and it looks like it's just going to be a holiday film. Told in a story in, a, in a oh, an entire show, and
1: uh, Jeremy Rayner, I'm a fan.
0: Mm, he's all right. He's all right.
1: I like him.
0: He's all right. I, I'm a big. See, this is getting a little too behind the curtain, but like, I really think Haley Steinfeld is pretty, but she was also the 14 year old girl in True Grit, and then I'm like, it's kind of like the Maisie Williams situation, where I'm like. oh yeah she's a cute she's cute but i'm like yo that's Arya stark and i'm like oh no john what's wrong (laughs) with you man yep and so i feel like you're like wow they've grown into very pretty attractive young women and then i'm like but when you first were introduced to them they were like 12 and 14 you're like oh oh god oh god oh god (laughs) like but like i really like her as an actress and she, I think she's very pretty. And like, uh, so I'm very excited to see her on my television screen. And then obviously probably going to be the highlight of my year. Multiverse. I'm um, not multiverse madness. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, no way home. I, I'm, I'm, I've, I, I don't realize how close it is. Like we're talking about a film that comes out uh, December 17th. So like five weeks. Yeah. Less than five weeks. A, lo- a little over a month. And like, I, when I I think when I buy my ticket, I think the tickets going to come out like during Thanksgiving week, probably Black Friday, maybe. Oh yeah, because they usually they've gotten to the point where it used to be like a month. It used to be like six weeks, and then it used to be a, then it got to a month, and now they're down to like three weeks or two weeks. And like I really like in game, I think I got my tickets like two weeks or three weeks
1: before the movie came out. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, we, we all, yeah, you all, you to- you gave us like. Yeah. This is the time. Yeah. Be ready to grab it. And literally my friends and I lined up and the second tickets drop, we went boop, our seats. This is where we're sitting done.
0: Yeah. There's there are journalists. There are people online that get paid good money to keep track of these things. That's how serious like tickets going on sale are. So I think they're going to drop them either like, you know, uh, Black Friday or like the like end of November, beginning of December. And like, I think once I get my ticket, because then a new trailer will drop, because they usually do that once a ticket's drop. They usually release them around a new trailer dropping, or at least they yeah. have done historically. Hey, if they never release another trailer for Spider-Man, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to see it. I think I already yeah. know what's going to happen. I don't care. Like, fuck it. You don't need to show me anything more. I'd actually rather you don't. Uh, Thank you. But... I think once I get my ticket is when I'm going to start freaking out. Like I'm going to like start losing my it's shit. It's real. It's happening. Oh my God. It's finally, dude, I'm telling you and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone listening. It's not, I think it's a pretty open secret. These rumors and leaks to an extent have been floating around for a long time, like two years for now while. for a while, Uh, kind of like Endgame, like the whole time travel thing about Endgame was a well-known secret for people in the know uh, for for like a year before that movie came out and it turned out to be true. So uh, the rumors around no way home and some of the things that have leaked, if probably will be, but if they are true, I'm going to lose my shit because I am a big Spider-Man film. I've been a fan of Spider-Man since I was like, when did the animated series come on? Like 95, 96, somewhere around there? 98? No, 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 no. It was way before 98, dude. It's like 95. Uh, let's look that up real quick. Uh, let's see. 94. Look at that. We, we were talking about 1994 along at the beginning of this episode, and yeah, 94. So yeah, like 94, 95, that's when I became a fan yeah. of Spider-Man, because I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, and boy. so I've been a fan pretty much my entire life. Uh, if... They're probably true. But like if (laughs) people that are teased to be showing up in this multiverse, think about it multiverse, different timelines and continuities, maybe previous timelines and continuities coming together, coming together,
1: overlapping.
0: You know, this is the same intellectual property that had Spider-Verse. So other spider bin of different universes showing up. Hint, hint. Hint, (laughs) if the rumors are true, I'm going to lose my shit because I'm going – I might cry. Like, I seriously might cry. Like, if they they give me the resolution that I've been looking forward to for – since high school, like, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm going to lose my shit.
1: So uh, my buddies and I have been going through and watching, like, the other Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Um.
0: Careful, careful. We don't want to spoil it for the crowd.
1: I know because like the next one's coming up, so we want to like see where we've come from and how we got to where we're at. I'm just you know
0: mind your p's and And q's, Hartwell. Mind your p's and q's.
1: And it's one of those things like we've talked about before. And uh, my friends Cole and Josh had never seen the amazing Spider-Man Duality, Mm. and they are on the same page as you and I. Yeah, where Tobey Maguire makes an amazing Peter Parker. Where Andrew Garfield makes a great Spider-Man.
0: Makes great Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man too. Like I think that yes, he he's really good in the,
1: he grows into that role.
0: I hate I hate Amazing Spider-Man one. I hate that movie. Like I genuinely emphatically hate that movie and everything it stands for. Seriously. Ish. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I I'm not I boycotted that movie. I was like, fuck that movie. I'm never watching that movie. I did eventually watch it on FX and I regretted it because I was like, this film's trash. Uh, I hate that movie. Uh, we don't have the time. <laughs> we don't have the time for me to tell about how awful that movie is and how incongruous it incongruous it is with Spider-Man as a character. Uh, I hate that movie. I think it's just the fucking worst. But Amazing Spider-Man 2, I actually kind of like, even though that is also a mess, but the death of Gwen Stacy, I think, was handled perfectly. So I forgive most of that movie sins. So. It's a good time to be alive, Hartwell, but it is time to go to bed. It is late. It is almost 11 o'clock your time. I still got to fold some clothes before I hit the hay. But, yeah, that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. No questions. Hartwell did his questions like a year ago. Maybe it's been long enough. I need to re-ask you those questions. I don't know. Maybe I'll have you on before the show wraps up. That works. Yeah, so that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Thank you for listening. I'm so sorry if you were one of our, like, dedicated listeners and was like, yo, when the fuck is the show coming back? Or if you hadn't even noticed, that kind of hurts my heart. But hey, man, at least you weren't like disappointed <laughs> that it wasn't coming back right away. But like, I don't know when the next episode is going to be. I'm kind of doing this by ear now. I know for years I was doing it every other week, and again, as if you listen to the top of the episode, it's been a struggle for various reasons. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, subscribe, share with your friends, family, coworkers you know random strangers on the street i'm sure they would get a kick out of two nerds talking about some yeah, home throw shit. some
1: flyers
0: yeah i know right hey man i actually uh,
1: actually told someone about the podcast the other day and they were like oh dude i need to subscribe to him and they actually pulled it up and uh subscribe so
0: that's what's up i actually haven't looked at numbers in months like i literally haven't looked at anything because i was like i'm not i can't look at you because like i feel bad about not being as proactive with it as I once was. Cause you know me, I was running, it was a regular thing for me every two weeks, every two weeks. And I would take some time off. And then like, I was so excited about it, but dude, I'm telling you the fucking pandemic and just like the awfulness of like the national discourse about who our former president was and like the ignorant. And the other thing is it really does also, again, I'm not saying my podcast is hot shit. I'm not saying it's worth, much of anything but like it feels like the market even when I first started the market was pretty saturated mm. now I feel like the market is way oversaturated like it's like everybody in their brother has a fucking podcast and I'm like when you when you keep it's like going to your, your, like your favorite restaurant and you're like oh wow this is a pretty popular place it's a really fun place to go but like after a few years and then it really blows up and it's standing room only. And you're like, oh, man, there's some pretty important people here. Oh, man, I don't know if I belong here anymore. I, man, it seems like there goes the neighborhood. And I'm just like, eh, I'm not really feeling this. I feel like I'm like part of a bad trend. But when it's fun shit like this, like Eternals in the Marvel movies, and you and I could just bullshit for two and a half hours, that's that's more than enough reason to do this. So oh, yeah. all right. Red butter, man. This, is, this is how it started. <laughs> Literally, this is what the podcast was started over. Justin yeah. and I call each other after Batman vs. Superman. And I was like, this is a podcast, right? you know talking <laughs> about how fucking atrocious that movie was. Anyway, that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, this should drop the 9th? No. 10th. The 10th. Cool. The 10th uh so yeah Wednesday uh yeah man I love you I'll talk to you tomorrow I mean we talk like I said we talk every day you and I, you hey, and I we Cole. talk every day man. Cole if you're listening to this you are coming on this pod I don't know what we're going to talk about but we're going to talk about some shit because you and I I need I need the world to know about Cole Cole's the man
1: dude, Cole Scott. he's like dude how, how do I talk to John about trying to get on the podcast? Like, dude, he wants to get you on. He just oh, needs yeah, to dude. find time and a topic.
0: Well, it's the fact – dude, it's really – this is – I mean we're – I said goodbye like five minutes ago, and I keep talking. It's really – nothing, goodbye, man. Dude, it's fucking six – five years of this. I've done almost 100 episodes. I've done 90-something episodes. I've yeah. done so many episodes. I think with our four-parter and with other two-parters – that count as one episode, but like multiple installments, I think I've done over a hundred episodes, like single, like install. Oh yeah. I still get really in my own head about asking people to do the show. Like I really, like, I know Cole would be cool with it, but I still feel like I'm usually like Monday or Tuesday. I'm like, I should, I, I should ask Cole or somebody. I was like, Oh yeah, I should ask them. And then like Wednesday comes around. I'm like, I don't know, man, their weekends. I don't know what their schedules like. I don't know what their life's like. I don't know what usually I'm thinking about. What do we talk about? I'm like, I don't want to bore them with that. I don't know if that's good enough for an episode. And I'm like, and I'm like, and then usually Thursday or Friday, I was like, Oh shit. Now it's too late. And then it gets pushed back or back in the day. If it got to that point where I was like Thursday or Friday and I didn't know who I was going to talk to, I usually called you or Ben or Steven and be like, Hey, (laughs) I need you. Come do a pod with me real quick. So that's, that's, dude, seriously, it's the thing where I'm just like, I still to this day, Yeah, you, Steven, you, Steven and Ben are the only three people, I mean this, that I'm like, I could text you at any time and be like, let's do a podcast. And I don't feel any way about it. Cause I'm like, oh no, they totally down. they fucking do it anytime. Ben is a little trickier cause he's got a kid and he's busy all the time. But like, right? I know you, not that you're not busy, but like, I know that you and Steven are always like yeah, fuck it. I can talk to you for an hour and a half. I talked to you for an hour and a half anyway. So fuck it. Let's do it. So.
1: I say, fuck it. Let's record it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. Justin. I love you, man. I will talk to you later, man. Thanks for doing this. And I will, you know, wish everybody good night and uh, happy, uh, happy Monday. And hopefully uh, if we don't have an episode, we're definitely not have an episode come out before Thanksgiving. So if you're listening to this, happy Thanksgiving.
1: Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your holidays. Always a pleasure being back, man. Love you, dude. All right. Love you too, man. Four and